Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. How's it going? It's great. Yeah. It's been a a good week. The weather's been nice. It's super nice out. It kind of feels a little bit like fall, which is a little weird. I'm I'm right here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting something in my ear. I'm, do you, I'm, John, do you hear that? I, I, it's like a weird ringing. Is it a g- 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 I'm ghost? Just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here. You can see me. I'm can not we? hidden. I don't know. You're kind of blending in with the background. It's Joe! I punched the mic. I'm so excited. Hooray! Joe's I'm, back. I'm, I'm back doing this with you guys again. This, you this, this thing that I really... The fans were worried. Really enjoy doing. The fan. The fans were worried. Uh, our the, what, a super fan reached out and said, "Did Joe quit the show?" And uh, and I did. And then you forced me back with yeah. blackmail. We have we have a contract. <laughs> we have a contract. <laughs> that contract is lewd photos. <laughs> it's a verbal contract where I I say you work for me until I show these nude photos. So I'm so excited to be returning to this podcast. How could you not be? I was finally out. Holy. Back in. You were in hell. How was hell, Joe? It was great. Yeah. I wish I was back there. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's like a 24-7 party down there. (laughs) I bet. No rules. Yeah. I always was confused by people thinking that hell would be for punishing stuff. But, like, if Satan's the ultimate evil, why would he be punishing bad guys? He'd be like, you guys did a great job being evil up there. Yeah, if anything, he'd be condoning it. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be rewarding you for being a bad person. No, because he's got to put you to work running hell. Like you got to, you know, gotta, uh, turn cranks and shovel yeah. coal and I don't know. Go whip, to the sulfur farm. Stuff. Yeah, whip stuff. Sulfur farm. Yeah, I don't know what they do down there. Yeah. I just was partying. Oh, that's I was in, you're in the I was cool, in the leisure area. Cool section. Yeah, I got down there and Satan was like, "You're a cool guy. Let's go hang out." There you go. You and then this friend. Epstein guy showed up and everything got really Ooh, awkward. Wow. <laughs> Wow. We were like, I was at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. This guy's creeping me out over here. Harsh. You know, it's it's almost like I didn't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that. Welcome back, Joe. Yes, you were in uh-huh. hell. You uh, when you when you came up from hell after you escaped, did you have to fight any kids on their way home from school? Uh, I mean, I usually do that. Yeah, okay. See, I told <laughs> this you. is a is See, a normal thing for I, Joe. I told you. Yeah. yeah. I knew. I knew it was right. I had predicted it. I was guaranteed to be right at least twice at least. that week. I was right. Joe fought some kids on their way home from school after crawling his way out of hell. But yeah, you were on vacation. How was that? You were uh, sick too. Not yeah. on vacation, but before that. Yeah, I was sick one week and then on vacation for the two other weekends, um, which was fine. Like uh, I was down at the beach with my family. My family rents like a, a beach house for nine days down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was only down there on the weekends. I came home to go to work kind of thing because I actually I hate the beach personally. <laughs> so you were in your own literal hell. Yeah, kind of. Like I hate it's it's just boring because there's just nothing. It's like okay, I'm gonna go stare at the ocean again for a while. Well, no, you go in it. You go in the ocean. And you, you there's fish in there. Flap around. Yeah, and then you get attacked by like crabs and octopuses. Yeah, Gilardi's been attacked by crabs. And... Hey, <laughs> there you, go. you know the blackmail doesn't work. You start telling people. <laughs> I mean, that's only part of it. <laughs> it's only one of the pictures you, of your crabs. But yeah, you you step on shells and like seaweed touches you, and you get all goes. Get that off of me. You're right. right, that is what happens when seaweed touches you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I personally hate the beach. Like, it's nice to go down there and like hang out with my family and stuff, but I personally just find the beach to be incredibly boring. It's because of the sand. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. Everywhere. Did you bring your Switch? 
Uh, well, I, uh, that, that was another thing that made the, the time down there uh, particularly frustrating was uh, when we go down there, it's for my brother and my nephew's uh, birthday. They yeah. have like the same birthday within two weeks of each other. Yep. Um, so uh, like as a joint gift for the both of them, I bought them a Nintendo Switch uh, to play with. And I always, uh, last the year before, I bought them a Nintendo Classic, an NES Classic, mm-hmm. and I brought down there. And I didn't learn from that because I figured out, because like I said, it's boring and there's nothing to do at the beach but sit at the beach and like play in the sand. Now, isn't uh, the beach awful? Yeah. Uh, all my nephew wanted to do was play the Switch with me because I bought him like Mario, Super, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, U, whatever the fuck that one is Deluxe. for the Switch. Yeah. Deluxe, yeah. And like Mario Kart. So the whole time for the like the two days of those weekends that I'm down there, it was just my nephew going like, Uncle Joe, play the Switch with me. Uncle Joe, play the Switch with me. Which normally is fine, but it's really frustrating to try and play a game with a five-year-old who has no idea what he's doing because it was just playing the, like the same levels over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't learn because the same thing happened when I bought the NES Classic down there. He just kept saying like, oh, let's play Nintendo the whole time. And even though I'm I'm complaining and bored about sitting down at the beach, I also was just like, I just want to go sit down at the beach because it's the only other thing to do. You hypocrite. Yeah. It's either sit down at the beach or play the same level with your nephew. Pretty much, yeah. Over minutes. and over and over again. Yeah. Pur- purgatory or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well, like, uh, purgatory is just like repeating shit Yeah, over doing and the over same thing again. over and over again or just sit on the beach. Oh, but like purgatory is also nothingness. Uh, yeah, I guess it's the interpretation. Yeah. Purgatory or a different type of purgatory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Repeating like, or waiting. Wait a minute. Repeating or waiting. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, it wasn't bad, but also the whole time I just kind of was thinking, like, I want to go home. Oh, <laughs> he missed us, John. No. Oh. No. No. I wanted to go to my home. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, I want to go and play my video games. That's not the same Mario level over and over and With over again. Well, speaking of, what did you play this week, Joe? Uh, uh, well, for the last three weeks, nope, honestly, week. I didn't play like anything for like the last three weeks. Yeah, um, not, not a single thing. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Like, uh, except for playing that Nintendo stuff down there with them. Uh, but this weekend, I finally was like, you know what? I haven't like played anything in a long time. I probably should uh, in preparation for this podcast, so I have something to talk about. For work. Uh, yes. Because um, yeah, otherwise, if you didn't, one of those photos would get leaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I um, I went online. It's just like I went on the PlayStation Store. And it's like, I'm just going to go look in the, like, the marketplace and see if there's anything new that like pops out. Uh, to me um and one of them was a thing that i remember seeing some uh, like youtube videos for which is a game called remnant from the ashes Mm -hmm. uh which is like a weird kind of combination between destiny and dark souls okay uh that it was only like a 40 dollar like budget game like it wasn't a full 60 dollar game so i was and i watched some videos of it it looked pretty good so i decided to download it and give it a try and uh, i'm actually very very happy with it so it plays a lot like dark souls like i said uh the same kind of controls like the dodging the um uh, like the same similar style combat but Mm -hmm. this one has like a a bigger focus on firearms than weapons because it takes place in like 1969 and it's like this weird uh this weird um uh, like lovecraftian kind of like plague has infested the world and now everything's like filled with monsters Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, 
it is uh, pretty good. Uh, it, it like I mean it's it is a budget game, so like there are even though like I don't think forty dollars is technically really budgety. I always think like Not twenty dollars is budget. Yeah, it also doesn't have a physical release. Yeah. it's only digital. Um, so like there are parts of it that you can't help. Is the problem with these kind of games is you always kind of can't help compare it to the stuff that it's obviously aping. Mm-hmm. So like the controls for the game actually run fairly well. Like the big thing about Dark Souls and like all of the other Soulsborne type things, you got to have tight controls when you're playing. If the controls aren't very tight, uh, it's it's just not a lot of fun. And I played a lot of them that didn't really have very like um, tight controls. Uh, this one, the controls do work very well. The environments, that's the part where, like, I'm so used to the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, From Software-style games where, like, there's incredible amount of detail in, like, everything all around you. This one, a lot of the stuff looks really bland. Like, a lot of the environments look really bland. Um, so, like, I, I'm, like, walking around kind of, like, looking at things going, oh, yeah, I really do feel, like, the the budget aspect to this game mm-hmm. here. Uh, even, with, like, with the creative character, because, John, you were watching me play some of it. Uh, yesterday yeah. and i was like talking about how the create a character character models you, you, that you have yeah. like looks like um a, a saint row like character mm-hmm. like they look like just a little too much of a level of cartoony to really blend in with like the dark gritty lovecraftian world that they're trying to create so like this guy that just kind of looks like a cartoon character standing in this like other world is kind of unsettling looking even because like the other characters in the world they have a little bit more detail to them because they're just a set character model that was like created for the game as opposed to just slapping random parts on so like my guy just kind of looks dumb and it takes you out of it a little bit um but uh, early on the game it gets to the point where like you're already getting helmets and stuff that cover up your face so it was like a temporary dumbness yeah (laughs) that came with the game um Joe's face normally looks dumb. He's just realizing it now when he's playing yeah. a video game as himself. Mm-hmm. Everyone else who played that game is like, yeah, I think it's weird that Joe didn't realize that the camera was turned on and he was looking at his own face. That's the <laughs> point of the game. Like, it's weird that he didn't catch that. I was just staring at the blanks, my reflection in the blank screen. Yeah. I mean, when will your reflection show who you are inside? That's what you really want to know, right? When you put the helmets on. Yeah. yeah. And you when I face can't up. see myself. There yeah. you go. When it's just a blank slate. Um, and then like the other aspect, like I said, is it's a, a destiny esque kind of like looter shooter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in games like dark souls and stuff, usually there's only the set weapons that you find at set locations, but this yeah. one, lots of different items drop off the enemies. You have like a luck, uh, stat kind of thing. I found an item that said like, Oh, you get like 10% chance to get a better loot drop off of items. Mm-hmm. So you're also like getting tons of equipment thrown at you while playing the game. Um, but in the end, like for, I, even though I was like talking about graphically some of the things, it all comes together really well in a fun package. Like I said, the controls are tight. The combat's actually pretty fun. Um, if you get past some of the like visual problems, it's a a really good game in the end. Um, I haven't gotten like too far into it. I just still started playing it yesterday, but uh, I'm enjoying what I've played so far. And like I said, I hadn't been playing games for a while. Like I just was kind of trying to like. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff coming out next month that I'm yeah. looking at. Like, starting Friday when Astral Chain comes out, like, that was the stuff I was looking forward to. So I was just like, I, I just want to find something for me to play in the meantime. And this is something that's like, oh, well, now I actually want to play this. Now I'm like, oh, shit. And like, I got to try and get this done before Astral Chain comes yeah. out because I'm actually interested in playing this game now. So 
it was a great game for scratching that itch. Nice. Yeah, yeah. no, John, you're in the same boat as you talked about. You're also biding your time until Astral Chain. What did you play this week? Yeah, so, like, I'm doing the same thing as Joe's. I don't want to pick up something and, like, then have to drop it as soon as Friday comes around. Um, but the demo for uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S. That goes the to Lucid Age S. Yes. Um, the demo came out, uh, like, earlier on this week. And I didn't know about it until like a couple days ago, so I picked that up or downloaded it or whatever, and mm-hmm. I've been playing through that. But um, does the progress carry over into it does. the main game? Okay, yeah, yeah, which is the main reason why I'm doing. it. I yeah. wouldn't play a demo because I know I'm going to buy it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a demo that leads into the new game, so my progress is going to stay. Like I can clearly drop it because it's not going to be around for until the end of September. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, September twenty seventh, twenty sixth, I think. Hmm. Um, but the uh, the uh, do you get do you get anything for playing it? No, but there is free DLC that like you can download anyway. Okay. Um, that like is only on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they added like the the big uh, added to this one is the Japanese voice acting uh, as well. Which as, was like, the, the thing that when me and you tried playing the PlayStation yeah. version, we were like, this this English voice acting is oh, just so bad. So bad it made it hard to play the game. But unfortunately, they didn't translate the subtitles, so it's just dub titles. Um, and it even says like when you chose change over to Japanese, it says like the subtitles won't reflect what is being spoken. It even gives you the warning of that. Yeah. Most games won't even do that. And like it's very clear. Like at one point, like the Japanese just like has this long spoken sentence, and then like the English sentence that's written out is just like yeah, it's over there. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, Adam, you know nothing about this game. Um, when we were playing like the actual like English translated version on the PlayStation version. Mm-hmm. Everybody has, like, a terrible, like, Cockney accent. So I'm picturing, like, I'm, I don't know if there's a Japanese translation for something like core blimey. But I mean, there must be. It's such a common phrase in yeah. all of the there world. There was, in, in the dub title, there was a, like, translation thing that I was just like, that's not a phrase that's translatable. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember what it was. But just remember seeing that and just being like, nope, that's definitely not what she said. Um. But other than that, it looks it's like a graphical downgrade just because it's not yeah. a PS4 game. Yep. Um, but it runs really well. Uh, and like I didn't play very much of it. I don't understand the like fighting mechanic of it yet because it's a turn-based RPG, but you can actively move around in the area that you are. But it doesn't do anything to the, like the enemies. Like I tried to like hide in the back to avoid getting hit, but the enemies just jump from wherever they are to hit me. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna buy it anyway. So. Yeah. Does it let you play the 8-bit mode? Uh, it does not. Oh. It, like, clearly said when you started the game, like, it said, like, only will work in 3D mode, 8-bit mode is included in the full title. Um, so I played that, and then I played some of Tetris 99, again, because there's a, an event going on this weekend for... Um, Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem, yeah. The Hogwarts edition, whatever. Three, uh, houses. three houses. The Hogwarts edition. Uh, That's what it is. It is. <laughs> and there's four houses in Hogwarts, just... Just so we're clear. Just so we don't get hate. hate Nobody back. likes Hufflepuff. I mean, some people are them, but they hate themselves. So yeah. That checks out. I do. Um, See? <laughs> but if you uh, if you played like and got a certain amount of like points, I don't know what how you get the points, but yeah. they were just given to me at the end of rounds. If you get 100 points, you get to keep like the background and the and the music. Oh, cool. Which I will never use. Yeah. It's a different theme, too. So like the, the blocks look a little different. Like They look like stone. And, like, when you drop them, they make different noises. And so it's, like, a complete overhaul, like, graphically and, and sound-wise. But yeah. it also plays, like, the Fire Emblem theme music. And I'm like, I don't want to play 
Tetris to Fire yeah. Emblem no, theme music you. ever. Uh, but I got to number two again. Still, still, still not beating it. Still haven't break, broken one. No, He's I mean the, two the highest lot. I ever got was like five. So no, I've gotten two better than like me. a ton of times. He gets to two a lot. Pretty oh. much every sitting. You yeah. choke every time. I, no, no, it's just it's uh, I just lose. Like it's not like I'm doing bad. Like I remember one I had lined up perfectly for the line to drop down, and all of a sudden just plop, got yeah. dropped on. I was just like, all right. Well. There were a couple times where like the next block that he got was going to get him the win. Yeah. And the other person just got it first. I even screen capped one because I was just like, no, <laughs> my next my next block was a line, and like you could see like the it was like one block away from entering. Yeah, well, like it was the next one in the in the the um the chain, but you could also see like the the enemies or not enemy, but like the other players. No, it's no, the no. enemy. It's the enemy. You could see the other enemies uh thing, and it was like also close to the top. So like my drop would have killed him. So it was like pretty much he just pulled the trigger faster than I could. And I like saved it because I was just like, no. And I had to like put it down. My hands were shaking. I was just like, I'm done. Um, but yeah, I'm just biding my time until Astro Chain, which has gotten um, like early reviews came out for it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, so Famitsu is a very popular magazine in Japan for mm-hmm. uh, video games. Yeah. They rank their games, four people um, play it, and they rank it out of 10. And then, so it's out of 40. And I got a 37 out of 40, which is like Zelda's get 37 out of 40. So. Yeah, it's pretty good numbers. Yeah, it was three nines and a ten. So yeah, well, somebody thought it was a perfect, perfect game. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like tens now don't mean a perfect game. They just mean like it's the best that you could expect for a game. Like yeah, there's things you could gripe about, so it's not perfect. But there, I feel like that's what most outlets do now. I always like think about that when I see things. Like there needs to be a, an overhaul of yeah. rating systems because like seven is supposed to be like a good game. But seven is average. Like, it's a seven. Yeah. It's a C minus. But that's so what they think. Well, like, wise. Well, I like, think five is average. Five, five is in the middle. Five should be average. Five should be like a perfectly in the middle ro- middle of the road game. Yeah. Seven should be like a good game. And then at that point, you're getting into like okay, this game like an eight is like okay, this game's really good. This game's extremely good. This game's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But everyone is just like this game's great. It gets a ten. Yeah, I think like ten should be saved for a lot better games. Game Informer one year gave like Madden a ten or something like that. I was just like, but it's a, it's a sport game, like. Well, I mean, a sport game could get a ten if it does enough over the previous years and innovates in some way. Like, I don't think any of them have deserved it, but I could see a world in which we get a sports game. It's like the perfect look sports at, game. Look at all these features they added. This is everything that fans have been wanting for every series. Like, yeah. essentially, the Smash Brothers Ultimate of Madden or FIFA or NHL or whatever. It's like, all right, all these things that we've wanted and loved in every other previous game comes together in some amazing package boom 10 like yeah it hasn't happened yet but i could at least see it what would you say like what is a 10 game to you like can you name a game that you would call a 10 sekiro it's a good one yeah that's I mean, my 10 honestly like i know it's it's hyperbole but like spider-man was a 10 for me like there's stuff that i could gripe about but that had everything that i could have possibly wanted in a game I can see that. Like a personal 10. Yeah, that's yeah. A, well, that's a thing. I mean, they're yeah. all subjective either way. So, and we don't ever really hear on this show put things to a numerical or star value. It's just like, did we like it? Was it fun? Was it worth the money? Right. Uh, but, worth the money is probably the most thing that we, we talk yeah. about. Well, I give I mean, your opinion a C. That's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's good, right? That's a, a seven. That's good. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, yeah, I mean... It obviously reviews are, are different and they're subjective, but still, like when you get nine, 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 ten, that's that bodes well for a game that, that you guys are very much looking forward to. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then we played something recently. 
Well, what did you play personally? Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, because I, I have to follow up on the saga of No Man's Sky, which yeah. I, uh, I talked about last week. And Joe, you weren't here for this. But when I tried to play the No Man's Sky Beyond update in VR, it didn't play in VR truly. It played in like you're sitting there watching a screen of the, like in the VR helmet. So I was playing like in third person, what I could see just the perfect square, you know, viewing screen area. And I got like a wicked headache and I couldn't play it. <laughs> and I was like, man, is this, is this what they gave me for VR support is just, I look at it, but it's in the headset. Cause if so, that sucks. And so, uh, I only got, I've, to I've never it. played regular no man's sky. So same. like, I don't even know how the mechanisms of moving around in the game work. It's just same. a first person. Yeah, that's what I figured. Well, yeah. no, it, it was third person when I played it, I think. And then it was first person when I went in and... Uh, so, like, when you're piloting your ship, it's first person. But when you're running around on the world, it's third person. I've only ever seen it first person. I did, like, I'm tell, like, I don't know what it was, but it was weird. Maybe my headache means I misremembered what I was happening. <laughs> but you started hallucinating it definitely inside was, the helmet. It definitely was wonky, and I'm pretty sure I was in third person. But when I, I mean, when you might I, be able to toggle it. Like yeah. between first and third if you wanted to. Well, I couldn't figure it out. Whatever it was in that like hour that I was playing it, I couldn't figure it out and I just got a terrible headache and like was out of commission for the rest of the day. Uh, I then went and tried again after we recorded last week. I think it was Monday. I sat down. It did another update, which then like I put it on and I was finally in VR. Like truly VR. I could look around the world completely. I was in first person. Uh, the only thing I couldn't figure out how to do was the like the laser gun they used to you know find oh like the map collector yeah uh, I couldn't figure out how to aim it the left stick wasn't left stick was letting me walk around right stick wasn't doing jack shit I couldn't figure it out and Johnson I'm like I'm pressing all the buttons he's like oh try the try the bumpers I'm like I'm pressing them Not, nothing's doing it and I'm sitting there and I'm pressing the right stick and every once in a while like I'll see the laser line move a little bit I'm like it's it feels like it's working, but then you just had to point it. I don't know. <laughs> like, do I have to get like... the move controller? Like, I got to turn the move controller on, and like that works. And I was like, all right, weird. Like, I don't know what's going oh, wait, on. Oh, so you're playing with the controller? I'm playing with the time. controller. Yeah, because yeah. okay. I just wanted to sit there and like get lost in a space thing. Like, I didn't want to. You want to be piloting the ship? Well, not necessarily piloting because you don't start off piloting the ship. You start off walking around in the world. Oh. You have to like repair your ship. So I, I did. I didn't want to be like up and moving around or like pointing things with move control. I just wanted to be sitting on the couch lost in bed. Yeah, you just want to turn into a slug. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, like, I'm getting kind of frustrated because I can't figure out how to use this fucking laser mechanic because it, does, it doesn't tell you. It just says, like, aim the laser and you can get the minerals or whatever. And I think I, like, went to, like, look at John or, like, adjust the headset or something and the controller fell off my lap. And when it did that, the tumble of the controller whipped the laser around. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, motherfucker, I gotta use the motion controller on the <laughs> on the regular controller. Oh, you had to like point. I had to point the light on the front. The light sensor. Yeah, and that's mm. what it was. And I was like, "All right, I get it now, so I can at least play it and like have fun." But I was, I really thought that I could just go full non motion here. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, I played it for what, like forty five minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, didn't have a headache when we were done, so that was proof that it worked better the second time. Uh, I ended up getting, I just did a GameStop rental for it. So I ended up giving it back, but I would definitely be down to like really get invested in it when I have just like more time to play the game. Well, there is a, like a complete edition thing coming out. Yeah. 
There's the, like, like a, the physical copy, a physical one beyond for some yeah. reason, even though it's a free download. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that's weird. It's like it's a free firmware update. It's not even a download. Like you don't have to go to the PlayStation Store to get anything. It's just you update the firmware, which I guess would be there on the disc eventually, like up to start. So you don't have to download all of the updates. But I don't remember mine taking all that much time. As someone who'd never played No Man's Sky before, when I downloaded it the first time, everything downloaded pretty quickly. But maybe it didn't, and that's why I was having such a problem with it. Who knows? Yeah, that, that was my guess. Is like you probably started playing it like during the like you can start this now, but you can't access all of the features. No, because I even waited for a lot of that stuff to be done because I knew I was going to have to wait for the everything to right. download to get the newest the thing. Of it. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I could definitely see myself getting like lost in it, and I got to the point where you could where you fix the ship. So I was able to fly the ship around, and flying the ship around in VR was super cool. Yeah, I can imagine. Because mm-hmm. it was awesome, because like, you're on the ground, and you have to take off and leave the planet. So you're just going up, and you're just you're seeing the clouds breaching the atmosphere. You. Yeah, you kept looking down, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and you weren't even in the VR headset. No. Uh, yeah, at one point, I had... I had to go back down because I missed like the, I wasn't sure where the beacon was. So I went almost into space and I was like, Oh wait, maybe it's back over on the planet somewhere else. And so I just like turned around swan dive and down. just swan dived back onto the planet, which was, which was well, pretty not, cool. You did uh you went uh, like into light speed and it scared the shit out of you. Cause it was like, you hit light speed and you're just like, Oh, everything's crawling at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a little bit later when I realized like, Oh no, the beacon is on the other side of the planet in a different area. Yeah. So I, I jumped into light speed and I would say everything came like flying at you. So that's that pretty cool. That is cool. That's like a one of the things that I've really been waiting for in VR for like the game where it's just just go. Yeah. You're like you're not really tethered to anything. You're just like fuck it, I'm out, and it just like fly away and fly into space and break all. Like, I remember like um, uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Even though it was VR at the time, but like I remember at Star Wars Battlefront, they were saying like at one point you're gonna be able to like get off the planet and like fly into space and like go into space battles and fly back down to the planet. Yeah. That was never actually implemented in the games, right? I don't think so. They didn't there have was... sky battles. They didn't have space battles. Yeah. It, it, this was like before the first reboot Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Like there was going to be another Star Wars Battlefront that they talked about. Um, where Battlefront like... 3 was supposed to have that. Yeah, yeah. Battlefront yeah. 3, yeah. Where it was supposed to be like, yeah, you can just hop into a ship, like run around on the planet on Endor and then like hop into a, an X-Wing and then like fly up into space and then like get into a space battle and then like fly back down to the planet yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. I was like, that's really, uh, that's the, like the freedom level I've been looking for in a game at that point when it comes to like space exploration stuff. Yeah. yeah you're not so it's cool anything. that it's like a thing that's actually coming. Yeah. You could just kind of go is out. and do it. Yeah. I, I mean, you have the VR and it doesn't require space for this because you could just sit on the couch and look mm-hmm. around. Um, so you should definitely check it out. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, but then today, and I think you guys played this yesterday, we tried out the alpha for Call of Duty Modern Warfare's 2v2 mode. Mm-hmm. What, it, does it have a name? It's just 2v2 mode. Okay. No, it was like Battle Ops, wasn't it? Or is oh, Gunfight. Gunfight. Gun gun fight. Yeah, yeah that's gun what it fight. was. The 2v2 mode, uh, which is you and one other person versus another pair of people on a very, very small map. And you just... The first one to kill the other team wins. And uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was really cool. 
Yeah, well, when me and Hunter were playing it last night, we were, like, a little bit less enthused. Like, I didn't think it was bad in any way. I think it was just that I was so not used to playing a first-person shooter on a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Like, I had played all of the Call of Duties before this on Xbox. And, like, I played, you know, Rainbow Six and all those other things mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Xbox. And since I've, like, transitioned over to playing PlayStation as my main console, or, like, PlayStation Switch as, like, my main consoles, yeah. I basically, like... I, turn on my xbox just to see like to make sure i download the games with gold the, the games with gold games yeah. and then don't play I it do the same exact thing yeah the last time i've actually like played my xbox i can't even remember i turned on my xbox the other day and there was like 14 updates and i was just like oh yeah because i haven't turned you on since last month i like <laughs> turned it on and i went like i forgot what this dashboard looked like <laughs> how do i get to the games weird uh, so I think it was just trying to get used to playing a first person shooter on the PlayStation controller, like mm-hmm. threw me off at this point. Cause like, it is very different. Like obviously the position of the left joystick is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like the trigger systems, like Xbox, they're more like actual like triggers. Whereas these ones, they're more just kind of like levers yeah, kind of thing. Um, so it took me a little while to get used to playing on the PlayStation controller, but, uh, when we were playing it today, I think I, like, got it down. Because we, me and John, we were getting our asses. We, yeah. We, we were, like, like both... four rounds, and I got one kill, and you got, like, two kills. Two or three. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, playing over here, uh, we did a lot better. We, we won, actually. Each yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in our times. own games. We were playing, like, as a team of two. We were just passing the controller yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth. Playing with randos. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, actually. Uh, I don't know if I particularly would be playing that game mode too much. No. Uh, when the actual game came out. But I I liked what I saw. I'm, I'm getting excited for this game. I just was um, uh, kind of, like, in the mood for it. Uh, like, I, like, for a first-person shooter arena-type game yeah i've just been looking forward to like I, I was getting the itch to play something like that um when like in preparation when i was downloading that while i was downloading i one of the reasons i like last turned on my xbox i turned on to try and play call of duty black ops 4 hmm. on it and it was one of those things where like i went in and it hopped in the game and everybody was like eighth level prestige yeah. <laughs> like all of the best shit on their things like all the craziest skins on their characters and shit and instantly got slaughtered. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be more excited to play one where everyone's kind of starting on the same level yeah, again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, more some people are more skilled at Call of Duty games, but at least we're all going to be starting off at low level with the not the best equipment. There's like six months after a Call of Duty game comes out where like that's your window to get in, learn the maps, have fun, with have it. fun with the game, and then after that, the other casuals drop out. It's just the hardcore like. The people that are going to be playing it for the next six months until the next one comes out. Yeah, and like they're you know they're pro players or whatever. Like this is what they do is play Call of Duty year round nonstop. And so once you hit that whatever that point is with each game, like it obviously varies from game to game depending on like how popular it is. But once you hit whatever that marker is, it's just that it's you who's never played or you who maybe played a couple of games versus everyone who's just prestiged over and over and over again. It's like. Uh... I don't want this anymore. I, this isn't fun. Is it November yet? Can I play the new one now? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Uh, what did you think of it, John? Uh, I liked it, but I think that like my favorite part of the Call of Duty games is the like social aspect. Like We used to play down at like a friend's house in his basement, and like all f- like we would have five friends over, and it was just like pass the controller yeah. when you die sort of thing. That, that was part of the fun that we were having yeah, today. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Just the like, three of us passing the controller back and forth. That's mostly what I want to do. Like, I don't think I would buy the game just because, like, I don't want to play this just 
by myself. Like it's it's like a social thing for me, even though it's not a like social multiplayer game, like a like Mario Party or like a racing game or something like that. Yeah, it's not Smash. Right. I think. I mean, we had the same uh, interaction when we were playing the Mario um, Maker levels, where yeah. it was just like, oh, I can't do it. Pass the control over, yeah. and then like we all like kind of like hope that the next person gets it, and then we're all excited when the next person gets it. So. I like that aspect of it, but I'll, I'll, I'll never play it by myself. Yeah, you would never be sitting alone in your room for no. three hours no. trying to prestige yourself. No, definitely not. No, I mean, I would play this with, like, here at my house, and then one of you is playing at your house, and we're doing actual traditional, like, we're a team of two yeah. with headset. Like, that that would be the only other way I'd play it besides the controller passing life. Yeah. yeah. It's a neat mode. It just seems like a weird thing to add. Like, it's just 2v2 team deathmatch. Like... I mean, they are smaller maps and stuff. Yeah, it's also really quick. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's not just... And it's not even yeah, just no respawn, you, so it's just first person die. Yeah, and once you kill the other team, like, that's it, round over, and it's first to six rounds. I guess we should also explain how, like, the actual... Uh, it's every two rounds, uh, your loadout changes. Like, you don't pick your loadout. It's no. every two rounds. Yep. So, like, it completely changes the loadout. So, you might be just have, like, a pistol and grenades one round and then the next round you'll have like an lmg and a shotgun yeah and then the next round you might have a sniper rifle and, and a rocket a, launcher, a rocket launcher. Yeah. you don't get to choose what you're going to get there's two different modes that it has uh so there's just the regular gunfight and there's like o- osp i think it was on-site pro- uh, procurement yeah that's the word yeah, yeah. okay on-site procurement. Even if it's not, that, that word works in this scenario for this acronym. Like, even uh, if that's not the right word that they use in the game, it's still, you're procuring them on-site, so yes. it, it works. Yeah, so in that mode, you start off with no gun, and all the guns are littered on the map, and you have to actually, like, run over and pick them up. Yeah, so like a battle royale, where mm. you would just go and pick up the guns. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they also have, like, you can't just camp, because what was it, after 45 seconds after the last kill... Uh, 40 seconds 40 seconds a a flag pops up in the middle and you just have to like the first person will lay on the flag pretty much yes so that's nice so So yeah you won't have people sitting in two like opposite corners of the map waiting for the time to go up yeah which is good yeah so it makes the games to go up by really fast like you know as long as you don't go six and six or you know five and six but even if you do it still doesn't take that much time yeah i think it was like what five minutes or so yeah i think what we played for i mean a grand total you can go 11 rounds at 40 seconds a piece yeah yeah so whatever that adds up to i mean we played for an hour and i think you each of us got to play like three, three or four times, times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so you know it shows you just how quickly those things are and that the the fact that they're so quick means you're like i can just do one more right i don't want to go out like oh i'm not going out like that i'm gonna play one more yeah oh actually and this is uh just in that thing i played that akana game akani akane akane game yeah John was. I don't know if you talked about it on the podcast because I, yeah. I listen to good podcasts. So I didn't listen to uh, you guys. Um, so wow, <laughs> it was actually a better podcast because you weren't here. That's I, what they. I were wouldn't doubt us. that. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, but you, you were telling me to play that game because yeah, you said it's, it's the it's the ultimate like one more round yeah. game. And you're right. Like it, four hours passed by. And I was like one I more did, round. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I'm good at this. Like, I, I just can't get it. And then, like, finally it clicked. I was just like, I want more. I was like, okay, I, I okay, could get one more. I could get 50 kills in a row. <laughs> yeah. How far did you get, like, uh, progression-wise? Uh, the, the third level? Like, yes. weapon-wise, like, what what do you have? 
Oh. Because uh, I've been trying to do like the challenges and stuff to uh, get to the better I haven't weapons. played in like three weeks, so I don't remember. Oh. You know, Reset he hasn't played anything? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it's a great game, though. I, it was on sale for $2. It's not anymore. But I think it's 8 So, like, I mean, I, we recommend it, or I recommended it when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's the ultimate. Because, like, each game lasts maybe like two to three minutes yeah given how good you are like i got into the like i had gotten to the fourth boss like because it just recycles itself yeah um and that was like the furthest i had gotten but yeah that game's great Hmm. but uh call of duty yeah i enjoyed that stuff that i played um i'm probably gonna pick it up just because i want to play the story mode Mm -hmm. also yeah that's Um, mostly what i'm interested in yeah i uh i bought uh call of duty infinite because it was on sale um, and you're a sucker for buying things on sale. Yeah, well, like I said, <laughs> like I, I was, too. I was kind of like I was in the mood to play it, but I didn't want to play Black Ops three, uh, four because yeah. there's no single player. And also, like I said, I got hosed jumping into a game. Uh, I figured that that one probably I, I can play through the campaign, even though I'm not interested in it. And I'm assuming it's like four games back at this point. Mm-hmm. So I guess. I, I guess it would just be the people that have been playing it for four years, so I'll probably get hosed even more. I don't know. No but, but no one's still playing that game. Yeah, probably not. Was, I kind of did a similar thing. I was at the store the other day, and I saw like Modern War, uh, World War Two and like a clearance bin. I was like, that was kind of fun. I would go back and play that, but it was still like twenty bucks. And man, yeah, and the and the version I bought was the one that came with Modern Warfare One Remastered. Yeah. Also, so I was like, if anything, at least I get Modern Warfare One Remastered. Or Modern Warfare original remaster. Wait, did you buy it on PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation Store. Oh, okay. Because the uh, Modern Warfare... Wasn't Modern Warfare 1 remastered just a PlayStation Plus game? It was. I probably already had it then. Yes. Either way, it just came with Infinite, so I was going to buy Infinite anyways. So. Yeah. Worked out. Yeah. Good. I didn't pay anything extra for it, I assume. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good, because you already had it, so that would have been a bad mistake if you did yeah. I didn't. I didn't buy Infinite and then also buy Modern Warfare Master. It just came with it. Well, it, it wouldn't let you had it. Anyway. Yeah, it would have said purchase. Oh, that's true. In yeah. your uh, in your thing. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for what we've been playing this week. So we will jump into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, where we're starting things off with Gamescom, which was this week. We uh, had some pre Gamescom news and leaks and early looks last week, and then the the show itself took place this week, and there was a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so we'll kind of go in order a little bit on the day. Monday is when it started. Uh, the very first thing uh, in the morning was the newest Stadia Connect. This is the Google Stadia mini presentation thing that they've been doing. Uh, and so they showed off some new games that are coming to Stadia, the biggest of which uh, was towards the top of the show, if not the very first thing, and that was Cyberpunk 2077 is coming to Stadia. Uh, they showed off a trailer. It looked like the other trailers. It's... I mean, this is going to be probably the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Does so, it have Keanu in it? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I just kind of fast-forwarded through that part because I'm like, I, you already right. know what it is. Yeah. I already know what it is. It, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't add any new information. No, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm sold on it yet, if it's the kind of game I'm going to like. So I, I'm just not really like diving too much into it. So I didn't really stick around. But it didn't seem like it was the same one from E3 that had Keanu at the end. It was kind of its, its own cut. And they were, you know, they had the people from CD Projekt Red talking about what it's like working with Stadia and the Google team and how innovative the technology, you know, all the buzzword type things that they need to do. Uh, there was a new trailer for Doom Eternal. The game Samurai Showdown got announced for Stadia, which looks like a pretty cool game. 
Uh, it's an SNK game. Uh, they announced it earlier for consoles and PC. Well, it's, it's been out for out. a while. Yeah. 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 It came out in like June, I think. Yeah. It's coming to Stadia. That's uh, one I've like always wanted to try, but I was like, I can't justify paying sixty bucks for that. No. no. It looks super fun. Like the sword combat and stuff like looks really fun, yeah. but it doesn't seem like it's a full enough game. Um, they showed off a trailer for Mortal Kombat 11 again with people from NetherRealm talking about what it's like to work on Stadia and you know work with Google and all the other things. It's very similar to the CG CD Projekt Red bit. Uh, and then they had just kind of a, a run through of other games coming out. One called Kine, which I don't remember specifically what that is. It didn't really jump out at me as being anything particularly interesting. Uh, Darksiders Genesis was there. Uh, Orcs Must Die 3 is a Stadia exclusive. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what Orcs Must Die 1 and 2 are. I've heard of them, but I don't know anything the, about them. They were like, the first one was like a, um, a strategy game, I think. Like, it was like one of those weird RTS, kind of like uh, the one with the um, Gremlins Overlord. Or, oh, yeah, Overlord. Yeah. And then I think the second one was just like a generic action game. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember those ones. Well, 3 is going to be an exclusive on the Stadia. Wow. Yeah. Windjammers 2 is coming to Stadia, which just is another place that I'm going to potentially buy Windjammers 2. Uh, Destroy All Humans is coming to Stadia. Super Hot is also coming to Stadia, and they included the Mind Control Delete DLC will be coming to Stadia as well. Uh, farming Simulator 19. Sweet. Dude, can't wait to farm like on the farm. Yeah. I'm going to pull it's, out my phone and farm on the farm. It's going to be great. You can farm from wherever. Uh, Grid, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle, Ooh. Elder Scrolls Online, and Watch Dogs Legion are all part of the Google Stadia Connect. Anything from that list of things jump out at you guys? Being excited for Stadia? Uh, I mean, I'm as excited for Stadia as I am anything else. Like, uh, What does that mean? Well, like... It being on Stadia doesn't make me any more excited for the game no. than it would be if it was on PlayStation yeah. or anything else. Like I, I get that the like the the travel play anywhere aspect thing is pretty cool, but I'd never picture myself like pulling out my phone and playing a game on it because I would just be like, I'm just gonna kill my data right now to play on the bus or something. Yeah. Wait, why are you on the bus? I don't know. I might be on the bus someday. Yeah. <laughs> just on a bus. Yeah. 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 You never know. Uh. So I got some busting to do. You tell me he doesn't look like a bus person? He does. He'd be picking his nose and wiping it under the seat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought that's what he was actually doing at this moment. He was <laughs> over and he was scratching his nose. Dude. And so I was like, damn, you called that job. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so, like, I'm not in particularly any more excited for anything. I'm interested in, like, where Stadia can go. Mm -hmm. But nothing really is going to make me... I, I got to see more exclusives. And, that's uh, what it is. And, and Goblin... Crusader Four, whatever the hell that Orcs game was, must die three. Uh, <laughs> is not making me excited for that. So, will Goblin Crusader Four coming to Stadia make you excited? Oh, that's gonna be dope. Okay, sweet. As long as I just know where you fall in the spectrum of being excited. Yeah, um, I, uh, there was that one game that looked like Pixar Silent Hill that looked really good that I wanted to play. Yeah, I forget what it was called. Yeah, I don't remember, but it looked good. Yeah, they they showed off some good stuff, and like some of these, like I could definitely see myself playing Windjammers on the phone. Just like sitting at someone's that house. That seems so more like, like a good one for something like that that yeah. I would want. Uh, things that I could play in smaller snippets. But then again, like Windjammers 2 is also coming to the Switch. So wouldn't I just rather do that? Like, I don't and know. it's got multiple controllers. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't even necessarily need the multiple controller aspect because I really just play it by myself. But I, I don't know. Windjammers isn't something you would want to play with another person? 
Well, you play online. Like that's what I I played um, it mostly online. Oh, yeah. When when me and John would play, we would just play with each other and shit talk. Yeah, no, I've done that. I did that too when I bought it on uh, PS4. We and play stuff, against but... each other, not with each other. Moving on. Got well, it. I mean, what do you think? Uh, is there anything on that? that I'm the physical for? media man, so Stadia is just not my not my bag. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of the same bag. way. Uh, all right, so next up on Monday, we also had a Nintendo Indie Showcase, which had a lot of uh, smaller titles coming to the Switch. Joe, you have that list. Why don't you run down what was announced there? Yeah, they had their uh, Indie World presentation. Um, uh, I mean, like, this was one of those things where it was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, this is all a bunch of stuff that's already been out on other consoles for a long time, and it's just getting announced for the Switch. So I was like, all right, like, it's kind of cool that this stuff is going to be on there, Mm -hmm. but also it's a game I've played on other consoles, if it was something I would be interested in. Um, So, like, some of the things I showed off was uh, Risk of Rain 2, um, uh, 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 Hotline Miami Mm -hmm. uh, 1 and 2 collection. Which which, is already out. uh, Which was one of those ones that are like, it's available now. Uh, uh, Super Hot uh, was another one that was the, the available now, which yep. also got announced for the Stadia Direct. Yep. It's a great game; everybody should play it. Yeah, um, uh, Dungeon Defenders. Uh, so there was like a lot of other stuff. There were some newer things that were announced that I had not heard of. Um, uh, they showed off a game called Eastward, which looked like a pretty cool kind of retro style RPG type thing, where it had like it basically kind of looked like. Uh, super nintendo version of um the last of us mm-hmm. where you're like playing two characters like trying to make it through this uh you know weird kind of world uh that looked pretty good i, I was kind of a sucker for the like retro inspired kind of things mm-hmm. uh there was a game called freedom finger uh which is a side scrolling game where like you just play a floating hand and the like the the gimmick of it is like you grab the enemies and then use them as weapons. Mm. So it's a kind of like the old school defender type of game, but like with a weird kind of cartoony gimmicky thing that looked uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it was weird because like the big thing that they were talking about in that one was not really the game itself, but just who's in the game is like voice actors because we're like it's got Nolan North and John DiMaggio in it and stuff. I'm like, oh, so right. Marvel's Avengers? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers Freedom Finger. Yeah, that was the same thing. Like their, their big selling point was the voice actors in it instead of the game itself, uh, at least at that one presentation. Uh, there was a game called Skater XL. I was, uh, gonna, I was excited to talk about this one because this one looks awesome. Joe, tell me what you think about really? it. Really? Yeah. It's... I was kind of turned off by this one. Really? It's Skate. Well, yeah, but it just looks like butt, but it looks it's like ugly fun. Skate. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, do you need Skate to look crisp? Well, the, in the, comparison to Skate, yes. Well, the thing that I saw when I saw this one was, I was like, oh, is this Sessions for the Switch? More or less. I mean, yeah, it really was. But it's just like third party of a third party game almost at that point. Like I said, it looked like a knockoff of a knockoff at that point. I was like, this looks like... A, it could just be a knockoff of the original. It doesn't have to be the knockoff of the knockoff. I don't know. It was just a matter of the fact that like... I'm already waiting for sessions to come out, and then there's this other thing that just looks like not as good sessions. Mm. So it just made me kind of go like, oh. I mean, if I only had a Switch. Which, yeah. Like, I'm not going to be able to play session because I don't have an Xbox. Was session an Xbox exclusive? It's Xbox and PC. But When I tried the demo of uh, session originally two years ago, I couldn't run it on my computer, so I can't imagine it's going to work now. Uh, okay. So, yeah. I guess it, it was something where, like, if you don't have an Xbox... 
or a PC, a that, PC can that can run it. Yeah. This is a good alternative at that point. Well, it's yeah. also an indie game. Like this isn't going to be a sixty dollars title. No, like, it's this gonna is probably going to be bucks. twenty or thirty dollars, if that. And I thought the skating looked fine. I just thought they were like the backgrounds were kind of bland. Which, yeah, like, the backgrounds were bland. The character animations, like they didn't really were doing much. It, everybody was just kind of like floating around in a T pose, yeah. kind of thing. And that could just be early footage too, because it's not out till twenty twenty. So they've got time to work on it, if I recall, right? Yeah, it just said like mm-hmm. early twenty twenty. Yeah, so they've got time to make it look better, make it look more fluid. I think I think they'll get it nice and polished, and I think it'll be a fun little game. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it'll be a tide over for session because sessions entering uh, like paid alpha yeah or like whatever open open early data, access early access, access yeah, yeah. Um, but but that's like, later this year isn't it it's at the end of september for the pc and the xbox is like starting soon is what oh, they okay. said or something like that they didn't have one for the xbox gotcha uh and then at that point was like it, it was a lot of games i just kind of like saw and went i'm not interested in that so mm-hmm. like there was a game called europa instead of europa it was europa uh, just a kind of cute little thing um cute little thing cute little thing a game called the taurus which has like the voxel 8-bit kind of uh, minecrafty style aesthetic adventure game mm-hmm. uh that like was a weird minecrafty zelda thing i was like all right that looks okay yeah the trailer mm-hmm. looked nifty uh, Skellboy, uh, which uh, I don't even really remember what that one was. That was the one where like you can change your oh you uh, can change your limbs and yeah. stuff like that to yeah, yeah. fight enemies. Uh, cool. And then uh, Creature in the Well was the, the other one, which is another one that I don't even really remember that what was it was. That was the weird one where like you um, they like said it was like ping pong or uh, they said it was like pinball uh, hack and slash. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, like, shoot lights of... Or, like, you reflect lights at uh, objects that reflect off of other lights to, like, unlock stuff to get to the next level. It's a puzzle game, but it's a hack-and-slash puzzle game. And he said, like, we invented our own genre, and we called it, like, hack-and-slash-pinball or pin-slash or something like that. I was like, nah, you're reaching. It looks nifty, but, like, it also looks like something that, like, you could play on your phone and beat in a half an hour. Mm -hmm. Was that it for the list? Yeah. Uh, that's what's on this list. I don't know if they left anything off, but I think there was like a, a there was a there was flash a, of like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, they, but they had like important. Yeah, they had like the at the end of it, they had the rapid fire, which mm-hmm. just like showed a bunch of games really quickly, but didn't actually talk about any yeah, any yeah. of them. Uh, nice. All right, lightning round. Uh, wrapping up Monday's day of announcements and programs was the first ever Gamescom opening night live, which was a new thing. I don't think I've ever seen before. Uh, where it was basically the Game Awards, but with less awards, but still some awards somehow. Because it was it was hosted by Jeff Keighley, so it was exactly the, like the Game Awards. Of course. He gets up there, he goes, hey, we got a ton of stuff, like, here's a trailer, here's a guy to talk about a game. And then every once in a while, someone would come up and they'd be like, hey, you, you're here to talk about this game, but just so everyone knows, you've already won best puzzle game at Gamescom, or whatever. Like, you've already... like." it's the first night, but you somehow you've already won best thing for your game. So they were still like giving out some awards. It was just kind of weird. And halfway through the show, I just stopped watching. I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is anymore. <laughs> I don't like it. And, and like, granted it was the middle of the afternoon. So I was like, I should probably get back to work and not watch whatever the fuck is going on here. Uh, but they did have some good announcements. Some were a little, uh, a little weird where they were like, Oh, we're so excited to show you this brand new game. And then it was a game that like, 
no one in the audience cared about and it wasn't from anybody famous it was just kind of like oh, this we're so happy this one didn't leak and we're like really well, why um, <laughs> well it didn't leak because no one cared that's the thing yeah <laughs> right. uh so i got the announcements here uh, it's a game called erica which is an interactive thriller uh it was announced back in 2017 as a playlink game which is the like you play with your phone on the playstation um but it's coming as a regular game uh, where you can use just a regular controller or this special Erica mobile app. I don't really know much about it. It's uh, it's already out. It's a FMV game. Is that the one by the studio that did her story? I don't know. No, that was no, that's that was telling thing. lies. Yeah, that's a different. No, this thing. is like a full motion video. Like well, that's what her story was also. Yeah, um, like horror uh, mystery thing yeah i watched a trailer because I, like i read a thing that said it was great but then i was just like i don't want to pay 40 dollars for a movie like <laughs> I, i'm good that's ten dollars oh was it only 10 bucks yeah, it's only 10 bucks that's not that bad maybe yeah uh, and you can play with a regular controller or the app so you don't you don't need to use the play link thing anymore uh next up uh call of duty announced the open alpha for the 2v2 mode which we already talked about uh that was part of the gamescom announcements looks terrible <laughs> Uh, one of the ones that they were so happy that uh, was not leaked was Kerbal Space Program 2. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was what they were happy? That was... Because I was like... I, I mean, Kerbal Space Program was insanely popular like in the streaming sphere. I never heard of it. Oh, you really? You never no. heard of that? Oh, yeah. It's a pretty big game. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that the sequel is worth being excited about. No. But, like, it was just one of those ones... Like I said, it was popular among streamers like it was fun to watch people play yeah not really so much yourself i tried playing it myself i just was like oh i don't get this everything explodes yeah well it's it, it you just design a spaceship and try and get it as high in the space yeah. as possible but it was weird because like the trailer starts and it's this realistic looking space game like there's rockets landing on mars and there's all kinds of like all this different stuff i'm like oh this looks really cool like what is this and then they showed these fucking minions I'm like wait that's the thing it's just the minions of the video game world yeah so I, was, I just was watching going, wait, what? I wanted some realistic space sim game thing that you were trying to pitch me. And then I just see this I wanted, wacky green I wanted green Elon Musk simulator. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, like the physics word, like wise of it is, it is really accurate, but it just has like a goofy mascot. And that's the thing. Like as soon as I saw the goofy mascot, I was immediately out. Yeah, because I, I I don't. Yeah, I you don't could make that. the tightest, like most decent Call of Duty game, but if you do put the minions as main characters, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Yeah, it yeah, it doesn't matter. The second that you change the you know the protagonist or whatever to something that I can't fucking stand. Granted, I'd never heard of a Kerbal before, uh, but it looks like a minion except it's green and I don't want it. No, nope. so, <laughs> it's a hard pass. But yeah, that that was one of the ones where like we're so glad this didn't leak, which I guess. You know, for the people who love the first game that are still super into it, I can understand how that would have sucked to see that leaked. Now it can be a full-on announcement, but... Or maybe they're saying that because they, like, let a bunch of streamers play it before it came out, and they were afraid that, like, they would say something. Maybe. Um, I don't know. But almost you'd want them to, because they're, like... If they're popular enough... (laughs) Yeah, they're popular enough for you to invite them to play your super-secret, unannounced game. Chances are, if they tell anybody, then they, that's to a legion of audience that would... Already is interested in it. Yeah, that yeah. Like, would just get hyped for it. Yep. So. Uh, <laughs> next game here on the list was Humankind, uh, coming from Sega and Endless Space developer Amplitude Studios. Uh, it's a sim game where you control the development of human history, uh, coming out in 2020. Stupid humans. That was, I think that was something that got announced a long time ago. Yeah, this might have just been a trailer then. Um, yeah. Well, I think it was one of those things that got announced like five years ago and then vanished. And they like 
had no update about it. Yeah, like, oh yeah, we're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it, was, it was it was like I think there was somebody big behind the studio also. It Bigger than Sega or Endless Space Developer Amplitude Studios? Mm, maybe not. <laughs> well, right? Yes, or something like that. Like it was like a the, name that you would know. The guy that made Spore, who was that? Will Wright. Right. Was that okay? Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> just yeah, the guy who made SimCity. Will Wright. The oh, guy okay. that made SimCopter. I don't know if he made SimCopter. I don't either. Moving on, Little Nightmares Two coming to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. What's Little Nightmares One? I don't know. It looks uh, like a creepy little game from uh, Bandai Namco. Oh, Bandai Namco. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Little Nightmares Two. Uh, this was another. This was another one they were really happy did not get leaked, uh, which was the uh, classic helicopter game Comanche is being remade and coming back to modern consoles for uh, the Nintendo. The I think the original one was on Nintendo. I or am I thinking of Tiger Heli? You're thinking of Tiger Heli. I think I'm thinking right? of Tiger Heli. Yeah, I think Comanche was like an Xbox original game, maybe. Uh, let me look that up. But yeah, it's coming from THQ Nordic, of course. Who has a million things? One of the forty-eight they're actively working on. That's right. Uh, not counting the other five that we talked about last week. Yeah. Uh, Comanche video game series. I don't know. Started like '95, so they were computer games. It looks like. Mm, okay. Pretty much all computer games. Cool. Yeah. First... There was an SNES one. It looks like. So yeah, but that's that's coming back. Are you excited for a Comanche helicopter game? No. The trailer did look kind of interesting, where it looks like it's a uh, it's a co op thing. So you're so like going one person's up. piloting and one person's manning the guns. No, like you each have your own helicopter and you're in like a squad facing mm. off against other helicopters. So it's like squad based helicopter shooter tactical thing. I don't know. It looks like interesting enough, but again, it's one of those ones where it's like, is there is the diehard mid '90s Comanche <laughs> fan base ra- so ravenous that you? Didn't want this to be spoiled in a leak. Yes. Come on, guys. Um, they also showed oh God, off. There's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine Comanche games leading up to this. So this will be the tenth game in that series that I've never heard of. Yeah. Strange. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's a PC game from back in the day, it doesn't yeah, surprise me. It happened with a lot of PC games. Yeah. Uh, there was a special moment during. O-N-L, where they showed off the new app for Need for Speed Heat, where you can customize your cars. Cool. I don't know, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. Like that it, was my favorite part of, like, uh, what was the Underground? Was yeah, like but it's also a thing cars. that you've been able to do in, like, every racing game for the last eight years. Not really. Not in an app, but, I mean, like, Forza has been all about making your... But Forza's a sim. It's not a like not arcade, arcade game. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like you haven't been able to make your own arcade game, like our car and arcade games since Underground. I just wish this was, a, and I'm sure it will be too. But I, I, I want to do this in the game. I don't want to sit there like not playing the game and I just think tweaking it's probably, with the cars. You can do both. So like if you like want, yeah, to you get, must be like you want to like be at work and fix your car up or something like that. You can do that. Yeah, I, that's this isn't the type of game where I'm like sitting on my lunch break being like, sweet, let me put a new wrap on my Subaru. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care. I'd rather just do it in the game, listening to like the game soundtrack and like being immersed in the experience. Well, of my it. guess is that like it, this is a good way of them to like give you like login bonuses and stuff like that, Probably. so you can like log into the the mobile app and not be at home and get you know extra rims or like you know headlight colors or something like that. Yeah, which is a nifty idea. Like that's the best part about mobile games is like the like 
catch to get you to log in every day. Mm-hmm. So if it does that, then that's cool, and that's then it ties into a, a you know AAA title. So that's nice. Give you all your stickers and spoilers and sure under kit lights. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great. Did you see a Toyota? wouldn't let them use their cars in the game. Yeah, because they promoted illegal street racing. Yeah, and then the Need for Speed's Twitter account response was just, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, Need for Speed's what's doing it, you guys. It's definitely... There, there wouldn't be underground street racing if it wasn't for mm-hmm. Need for Speed. And Fast and Furious. Well, no, they don't even do illegal street racing anymore. They do international heists. <laughs> heists. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's a different world now. So they can be in, they can be in the movie. It's totally fine. Uh, Magic the Gathering Arena is coming semi-exclusively to the Epic Games Store, which no one was happy about, except for Epic, probably. Uh, but people, you know, anytime a new Epic Store I can't believe, gets announced... I can't believe they're still making, like, those Magic games. Uh, if I remember right, this is the, uh, this is the card game. So oh, it's the one where you can actually, yeah. like, yeah. buy decks and, like, mix and match and do whatever you want. Because, kind of uh, a friend of mine was trying to get me to play it, but it was in beta only on PC. And I couldn't get it to work on my Mac because mm. it's not available on Mac. So when it comes out, it'll officially be available, I guess, only on the Epic Game Store. I just remember always buying the the like Xbox 360 ones that came out. Yeah. For the, uh, like Rise of the Planeswalkers, Planeswalkers. or something like yeah. that. Those ones. Yeah, they put one out every year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best way like. to play it. Like, yeah. you don't have friends. You can, you can play it. You don't have to waste a shit ton of cards. And, like, you get cool little animations. Oh, well, I mean, I have friends. None <laughs> that want to play Magic. Oh, true. Um, but it's, it's a semi-exclusive, though, because it will be still available for download on the Wizards of the Coast website. But Epic will be the only third-party store marketplace right. you'll be able to download it from. Right. So you can still get the game. Yeah, it's like, like, like store play, play it in a browser or something? No, no you, you just, just download, download it. To your, computer from the website as opposed to downloading the game from the through the epic store like oh. if you had like epic credits or whatever their in-game cur- or in-thing currency is you could probably use it to buy that or you could use real money to buy it from the magic the gathering store mm-hmm. although i think it may just be free it um, is free okay. but um, yeah but like free to play i'm sure there's packs and things that you can yeah buy the big thing yeah. is buying packs yeah uh, we got release dates for Iron Harvest, which I'm not sure what that is. I think I had already checked out of the uh, the video at this point. Uh, it's coming out September 1st, 2020. And The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt for Switch is coming out October the 15th of 2019. Wait, so The Witcher 3 that's coming out for it, it, it doesn't include the DLC? The Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt? Oh, wait, that's right. That's just the, the full surname of it. That's right. Yeah. I thought, uh, oh, Blood and Wine was the DLC that came out for it. I thought I thought it didn't include the DLC for a second there. Mm. I forgot that Wild Hunt was the like tagline name. Mm-hmm. Iron Harvest is a, an RTS where you like play as like nineteen twenties mech tank things, so it's like steampunky. Um, during this, we also got new looks at Gears Five, uh, a new story trailer for that. A trailer for uh, the Drone Racing League, which is a game that's coming out, which I think would look really cool if I was playing in VR. But if I'm not, then I don't want I don't want this. Because like, have you ever seen Drone Racing League on TV? Yeah, it's bonkers. It, it's crazy yeah. how fast it goes, and they've got their little headsets on, and they're just seeing everything. It's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, if there's a game based on that, and I have to wear my VR headset, chill. Like actually fly through the thing. That'd be so awesome if you gave you that like first person view of it. But if it's just me in third person following the drone around, then I don't. I don't care. And it does kind of look like it's that. Um, 
We've got a look at Predator Hunting Grounds for the P uh, PlayStation 4, Monster Hunter World's Iceborne expansion, a game called The Cycle, Life is Strange 2. These are all things that were just shown in my quick trailers. Hmm. There wasn't really uh, details gone into. Uh, Borderlands 3, Everspace 2, uh, Witcher on Switch, FIFA 20, uh, Disintegration, a shooter from former Halo developers, and Guilt, which is a, studio, a Stadia exclusive from Tequila Works. Uh, plus Destiny 2's new expansion and Anno eighteen hundred. I don't know what that is. It's like a pirate shipy type thing. Gotcha. It's a, another one of those franchises that has like fifty fucking games in the mm -hmm. in the series that anyone who doesn't know anything about just that particular series has never heard of. Uh, and then the last thing that closed this show was another look at Death Stranding uh, Woo. with Ko uh, Kojima on stage. They also confirmed that Jeff Keighley will be in the game as Woo. some kind of hologram because, of course, you know they're best friends, so that makes sense. Uh, this also—I I just realized what uh, what fucking Death Stranding is. Wait, huh? no, Death... it's, it's the first Stranding game. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's a the like video game equivalent of the new Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> Where it's just him and all his friends. It's just an excuse for him to hang out with all of his buddies and do something. It's video game grown-ups. And then they'll just make a movie around oh, God, it. That movie's so bad. Yeah, it's video yeah. game grown-ups. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just it was Kojima saying, like, I just want to get all my friends together and make a game, so I'm just gonna make a game. Well, you're not far off, Joe, because included is a new mechanic in Death Stranding, which was talked about during the show, which is the urination mechanic, which would fit right at home in one of those Adam <laughs> Sandler movies. Movie. Uh, where you can weaponize your pee. Uh, but don't worry, people. Uh, you won't be able to see Norman Reedus's dick. You'll just get to fuck? weaponize his pee. Because for some reason, we're doing this dumb shit. I'm and here for the Norman Reedus dick. If you all pee in the same area, it does something. Steam? Cool. No, it doesn't. Like They said, like, a mechanic. They won't tell you what it is, but like, it does something. You enter in a sword fight mode. Yeah. No, we can't never see cross it. the streams. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> see it, so that's got to be more difficult. Well, right. You might be able to see the stream, but you just won't see. I guess. God, well, it's going to be censored because it's, it's Japan, so, you know. I don't... Like, can we just stop all this weird nonsense with this game? I'm sure it'll be fine and people will love it and maybe they'll give it tens. Uh, uh, it's going to be... I, I, it's going to be interesting to see if it's this or uh, Cyberpunk that will be the like, big contenders for Game of the... Or no. Cyberpunk's not this... No, it's early 2020. When is Death Stranding? No one fucking knows. No, it's this year. It's October, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Okay, so they won't be competing for Game of the Year no. at that point. No. Good. Get well, how could anything compete with uh, Death Stranding? It's the greatest game of all time. Like we were joking earlier. We saw an article this week that said it's already my favorite game and I've never played it. <laughs> Stop it. Don't condone this behavior, people. No. It's not anything. This game is not anything. It's not a even sure it's a game. It's a we can pee. And hold a baby, and the baby watches you pee. I don't know. It's the whole and, thing. Is stupid. And talk to Jeff Keeley, the thing I've always wanted to do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I never want to talk to Jeff. I'm so beyond caring about this game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, um, it, it legit starts making me mad when I see Death Stranding news at this point. I'm just like stop it. Yeah, because then you're gonna see for the rest of the day being like another masterpiece, mm -hmm. another great example of how perfect this game is. When I see Kojima's name, I click like. It's <sighs> bad. It's bad. I mean, I'll be happy to be wrong, I guess, but it, it sucks. <laughs> uh, lightning round. Uh, some news now that took place at Gamescom, but not uh, part of these major studio shows. Uh, the first big item, which is something that I think that we've all seen coming for a while now. I'm honestly surprised it took this long. Uh, but Sony has added a new studio to its list of first-party lineup. 
And that is Insomniac, the makers of Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4, Ratchet and Clank, and a host of other things. They have a long lineage with the PlayStation franchise. Only I think they've out. only had the one game yeah. on, on multiple systems. Yeah, yep. um, the Sunset Overdrive. Yep. Yeah. So it was one of those things where they said, I saw the article that said Sony buys uh, Insomniac games, and I went, duh. Huh? <laughs> like, they didn't already own it? Nope, they just had a really good like, working oh, yeah, relationship. They made, they made that one game for Xbox at mm-hmm. one time. Uh, this was something that, again, like we all thought either had already happened or was a long time coming. But part of this, in terms of the talking points around it, it seems like the Sony may be open to having some of their first-party studios make multi-platform games still. Uh, this is something that Xbox said as well this week. Which makes me think that maybe a Spider-Man sequel could be on an Xbox Scarlet or a something else. I, I saw the so or the Xbox thing where yeah. they were basically saying like we we would want our games on anything that we could get them on. Um, I didn't see the Sony. Like, I don't think it was like that. outright said, but it was one of those things where they someone asked them about Microsoft's approach and they kind of echoed it without saying as much. I have to see if I can find the exact quote, um, but. I mean, that could be pretty cool. I'm excited to have Insomniac be part of the, you know, the PlayStation family. I, I, I mean, once again, they made one other game for the, another system and everything else has been Sony exclusive at this point. So it's not exactly a shock or a surprise. Well, they've made others. Uh, Fuse was Insomniac. Fuse was that oh, racing game. Oh, shit, you're right. Or no, no, Fuse, no, Fuse, Fuse was a, racing game. Fuse it's, was a squad third, shooter. Yeah, third person shooter. Yeah. That's right, I forgot that was an Insomniac They also game. apparently made a Metroidvania game called Song of the Deep. Oh yeah, that was the GameStop game. Yeah, it was like a GameStop exclusive yeah. thing. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. it was GameStop's like, was trying to put out and publish their own games to try to stay afloat. Apparently it was pretty mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone just went, oh, GameStop. <laughs> yeah, like they had a ton of merch for it and all that, like they had exclusive pop figures and all kinds Posters of stuff. Posters all over yeah, the stores. It was a whole to-do. I found the quote. It was from Sean Layden, the head of Worldwide Studios, uh, who said, We must support the PlayStation platform. That is non-negotiable. That said, you will see in the future some titles coming out of my collection of studios which may need to lean into a wider install base. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, But I I think we have to address one thing when it comes to exclusivity and Spider-Man and purchasing things. Do we have to talk about it? I think we got to talk about it. Why? (laughs) because <laughs> it just ties in together too well i know well yeah so uh talks have broken down in the movie universe of the mcu and spider-man so i don't think that'll have a real impact on it because like they disney also announced this week that like spider-man uh, spider-man ride is part of their big expansion at disneyland so like they're not giving up on spider-man they're not going to x-men the character where they like Spider-Man well, ride well, at disneyland it's coming they just announced this part d23 was this week so they uh they announced like you know park expansions and different things and one of them is there's a a thing called i think it's like avengers hq or avengers outpost like it's, it's some avengers something where right, it's, it's a section of the park yeah it's a new section of the park that's coming built around the uh the current guardians of the galaxy mission breakout ride yeah. and so a spider-man ride is being added to that expansion and well, that was they, like a big part of their presentation disney owns spider-man they correct. just don't own the movie rights to spider-man which are owned by sony correct but, but so they can still do spider-man anything non-movie related correct but, or video game related but before they owned the x-men movie rights when those were owned by fox they owned the x-men but yet scaled back books scaled back merch well that was just marvel being 
a dick because they were pissed that they didn't have the movie. But that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, you're afraid. They're not going to do that. With that's Spider-Man. what I'm saying. So that's why it's like it's not necessarily a big deal. I don't think it will impact the video game whatsoever. I don't mm. think it. I don't think it will tie in because I feel like they're just they're fine. There's but, Spider-Man uh, a ride at Universal though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The but that's at Universal motion in, screen one. Yeah, that's at Universal in Florida. This is Disneyland. No, in it's California. also in Japan. Like. Yeah, but it's, this it's is at all the Universal Studios. But I'm talking about Disneyland in California. I'm just saying, like, if they're trying to, like, t- take the rights and only have it there, are they going to shut down the stuff at Universal too? No, they can't. That's a that's a. It's like a contractual. Yeah, it's a like they contractual own. automatic looping, like auto renewing contract kind of thing. Where basically, as long as those rides exist, they can still use them. But the second they shut down the ride, they can't. Yeah, like, they don't own the rights new... to Spider Man, but because the ri- the ride is already there, like they just can continue to operate that ride. Yeah, huh. it's why you'll never see. It's why you'll never see Marvel anything at Disney World in Florida. Is because the contract says that you're not allowed to have Marvel. Like they're not allowed to have Marvel theme park attractions at any place in like a 500 mile radius or something like that. So the only one in Florida will be at Universal until those close and at which point then they can move them over into Disney World. Huh, but, interesting. Yeah. Until Disney buys Universal Studios. Please don't. No, I don't think they'll do that. That's They're too big. Yeah, they're buying too much now. Yeah, I mean, they're going to buy Sony so it'll be fine. But, uh, I mean, what do you think about the him being taken out of the movies? I don't think, I don't, I don't think we've heard the end of this. I yeah. think talks have broken down now. It's out in the public. They'll come back to the table in six months and they'll work something out. Oh, for sure. I think this is just going to boil over. Yeah. I mean, even then, like, they, the, they still continue, they still plan to continue making the Spider-Man movies. They just won't cross over into those. So it's like, not, yeah. Tom Holland's not done being Spider-Man. They still no. have at least two more movies in that yeah. franchise plan. They'll continue the story because the last one ended on a cliffhanger. So they'll continue going from that point yeah. on. It just won't cross over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Hmm. I don't think this hurts Sony at all. This is a bigger blow to Disney, if anything, because now they've like lost their linchpin character that they were probably going to be setting up to be like the main focus of the franchise, the MCU going forward. Yeah, but, but you've got they a... already got the installed in like the the already pre-installed install base. Yeah, with Spider-Man, I don't think it's going to hurt those movies at all. No, no, not a big deal in the slightest. Uh, I, we were talking about it in like a text chat um, how they could take this and move it to an advantage because now they can start putting other characters into the stuff that they were like keeping separate. Well, they just announced three new series uh, on Friday. Spider-Man series? No, um, Disney, Disney Plus series that all tie into the MCU. They announced a She-Hulk mo- uh, show, a Ms. Marvel show, and Ms. Marvel could easily take the place of your Peter Parker as like a teenage, I love heroes, I love pop culture type character like they're kind of similar i don't uh, think she's big enough though i don't think she is either she's, but... she's not a spider-man or iron man like level character yeah but iron man wasn't even an iron man level character back when the mcu started he was still a, i know he's he one, was of, one of the favorites. three key avengers i know but iron the, man, but Thor, the mcu kind of made him that but the avengers weren't as no, big he was as always like the like leader yeah. of the avengers yeah but the avengers weren't even what they are now the you know the big, oh, yeah. the biggest like Marvel characters were X Men and Spider Man. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I think if you do a really great show, you can position a character like that and catapult them into being a fan favorite. I mean, already Kamala Khan's in all kinds of events. She's on Avengers team. She's in the. We teased that she's possibly in the Avengers game. 
because they show that girl getting hit with Terrigen Mist in, in one of the trailers. So She's in Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, she's in Ultimate Alliance, so I, I think they could do it. And then the other one, which they announced, which I'm super excited for, is a Moon Knight show, which will be fucking awesome. Yes. I'm super hyped for that. Um, but moving on, we got to move on. we got a lot of stuff to cover still. Uh, lightning round. We got our first look at the PS5 dev kit, uh, or at least we hope it's a dev kit because it's ugly as hell. Mm-hmm. Did you see somebody made like a 3D rendering of yeah, what it, it looked like? Yeah, it looks ugly. It looks worse than the Madbox. Yeah, I don't know why they thought Nothing. That. Don't. Don't don't even elevate that. The Madbox <laughs> is the is the best looking system I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the it's the pinnacle of aesthetic. Yeah. Not only that, but you can customize it to the color of your choice. Sweet. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh yeah, it looks ugly. It's just a giant V or Roman numeral 5 if you will. Um it's got a bunch of fans and ridges and all kinds but of like, stuff. But like not even cuz it's like filled in like it's a v with a top on it or bottom to it no but like if you looked at it from like the top down it would just look like a v yeah so cool i it has to be the dev kit. it looks like a model like but it does have like the front facing like touchscreen thing that the mad box does so maybe no i don't know why you would put so much like design into a dev kit like to I don't me think it, they put any design into it i think they just put it, as many fans as they could and that's what all the ridges are for is but like, it, it still like looks like it was designed to be like uh, it looks cool and edgy and stuff like to me a dev kit should just be a gray box because <laughs> it doesn't yeah. need to look like anything it should be this looks like a thing yeah. and it looks like an ugly ass thing uh, ugly but we don't even thing. know if this is a dev kit or not it is someone confirmed it. it's a dev kit oh because it, it's just a patent for an unknown electronic device someone says that i saw a quote from somebody that's like yeah that looks a lot like the the like the thing that the we thing have, we were working or, on or yeah or what my friend who works at such and such said. Like, what my uncle that those, works at Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. He said it looks like the Sony PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird that he would know that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's hope it's the dev kit. It's probably the dev kit. Because if that's the real console, fuck all. I, can't even, I couldn't even tell where a disk drive would be in that thing. No, that's what makes me think it would be the dev kit. Yeah, because yeah, they don't need an actual disk to program no. stuff. It's right on the front. The files on there. There's a, there's a slot for it. Oh, yeah. There it is. It's yeah. right in front of you, Joe. Yeah. Right in front of your stupid face. Your go, plain face. Go yeah. back to hell. Uh, uh, lightning round. John, this one's right up your alley. Uh, the thing that you've been waiting for is finally here. Uh, the rest of the Yakuza the games box? Oh. coming west. No, not that. For the Madbox. Yeah. Yakuza Mad- for the Madbox. Madbox exclusive. Uh, oh, the man. first. That would be like a, a dream for me. <laughs> of course it would. You'd get the special Madbox custom Yakuza edition. Hell yes, I would. It'd be so Dude, great. Dude, it have dragon tattoos all over it. You would you would shit yourself. Uh, but yeah, we got the Yakuza collection is coming to the West for PS4. The first game of which, uh, Yakuza 3, you can buy now. Yeah, uh, these are the ones that are remasters. Yakuza 1 and 2. Uh, Kiwami were remakes. Kiwami. Just, Kiwami uh, were just remakes. These ones are just going to be remasters because these were the ones that are on PS3, so they're already in yeah. HD. Uh, so they're just like cleaning them up and stuff. Yep. They're also adding and removing things, too. So they're removing some uh, homophobic stuff that was in them and adding, adding in other missions that they took out that they thought American audiences wouldn't understand. Hmm. Um, which is awesome. Like, I mean, I, I don't like it when they take stuff away, but I can understand the reasoning for it. Um, but obviously, the, adding this stuff back is great. Uh, they said that like they're they're making games uh, with it, not like with a global aspect in mind, 
but like they know that now they have an audience and they're not going to change the way that they're doing things. So that's why they decided to make these three. Um, and well, they're already being made, but they decided to distribute them. And then it's getting a physical release at the, uh, when was it, Joe? February. Been, yeah. Uh, February 11th. Uh, so Yakuza 3 is available. It was, it was one of those like available now. Yeah, things. digitally. So mm-hmm. it was already available digitally. Uh, October 29th, Yakuza 4 will be coming out. And February 11th, uh, Yakuza 5 will be coming out digitally. And then also when Yakuza 5 comes out, a actual complete collection disc physical copy will be coming as well. So you can buy them digitally if you just want to not wait and play them right away, or if you want to have your physical copy, uh, you're gonna have to wait until February 11th. Yeah, and the physical copy is a bunch of cool stuff with it too. Yeah, it's like nice. a big fancy collection edition. Yeah, it's got it. what like a trifold box for all comes of with them. Two yeah. boxes. Yeah, it yeah, comes with a, a PS3, PS3 case for, for, for some reason. Well, it, the PS3 case is for the digital only Yakuza Five. So if you had Yakuza Three and Four on PS3 on your shelf and just digitally Yakuza Five. Then, oh, okay, that makes sense. That does now. make sense. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. I just saw the like. I was like, that's neat. I didn't even know Yakuza Five was digital only. It's one. It's it's one of those three. I'm assuming it's five. It was five. Yeah, yeah. Um, so since that's digital only, but the other two were physical on PS3. If you have that on your shelf, now you've got this other box for your shelf. Oh, for us. I was gonna say it came out physical in Japan, but I guess yeah, it no, didn't but come here, out it's, here. here it's digital only. So that's why that's in there. But that's still a cool addition. Um, that like trifold box that holds all three games. Mm-hmm. You said that looked really cool. Yeah, you it were did. excited for yeah, that. Yeah, it's one. got like a Yakuza tattoo design on it. I mean, all of their stuff kind of does. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I can't wait to have the like full collection on my shelf. There you go. Well, uh, you don't have the other ones that still haven't been released. I can't like wait the, to like have the feudal the full, Japan one, yeah, the localized ones, and the zombie shelf. ones. Yeah, but the numerical ones you'll have them all. Yeah, yeah. So the mainline ones. Then. Yep. Uh, lightning round. Now, this would be something that normally we would have glossed right over because none of us have played any of the games in this franchise, I don't think. Uh, and that is the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Joe, have you played any of these? Joe did. He played an arcade version. Uh, that's right. Yeah, when I was in uh, South Carolina, they had the Super Mario or the Mario Sonic like giant arcade machine that I played. I've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah we talked about I it on talked the podcast. About it on the show. I know. I've just never seen it before. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was huge. It took up like a whole wall. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, have you ever played any of the home release versions? Uh, I played the Wii one. Yeah, I the think one that I, was on the original Wii. I think I played at least one of them at some point. Yeah, I think that was Beijing was the Wii one. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, I, they're just mini games. I mean, it's Mario Party Olympic Edition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they added a new mode coming out for this new one, which is why this is in the news this week, uh, and that is a two D mode. So there'll be ten events that will use the original two D sprites from each franchise. So the Mario characters will be eight bit Mario looking ones and. The Sonic one will be 16-bit Genesis-looking sprites, and it looks super, super fun. It looks really fucking cool. It's side-scrolly, so it looks like the old you know, NES track and field games. I think, what was there? There was diving, there was hurdles, there was racing, there was uh, uh, kayaking. Pa- ca- yeah, kayaking, paddle uh, kayaking. I'm trying to think what I, there was. like. It just showed off like a bunch of different ones. Long jump. Long jump was one, yep. Uh, I, yeah, it looks super fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, I completely, like you said, gloss over. My mind shuts off when you start saying Mario and Sonic at the Olympic anything. Yeah. Winter or summer, whatever the hell they are. Don't care. You showed me that. I went, okay, I might buy this. I don't know if it's worth 60 bucks. No. 
But if that ever goes down, because those are the few ones that usually do go down in price. Yeah, because they're not the standard, like, it's Mario, it's $60 forever. Yeah. Uh, judo was another one. I'm mm-hmm. remembering the oh, yeah. judo throw of Princess Peach. Sonic just fucking tossing Princess Peach. Yep. Uh, so, uh, if I can get that for a good price, I'll definitely give that a try. Well, and honestly, some of the other, like, regular games in this are all really cool. Like, the ping pong looks like fun. It has uh, skateboarding. It has skateboarding, which looks awesome. The it's boxing looks cool. Sport? It, it is, is now. now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it has skateboarding. It had boxing, which looked cool. I think it has fencing now. Like, it has a lot They've of... fencing before. Okay. It's got a lot of cool stuff that could be pretty fun. So, I, I'm definitely down to check this out, especially with how cool this, uh, this 2D mode looks. Uh, all right, lightning round, sticking with Nintendo stuff. Uh, there was a tease for the possible return of a fan favorite franchise from a bygone system. Uh, yeah, uh, so a tweet by Nintendo of America uh, that they put out uh, was a picture of Mario wearing like shorts and like summer clothes, uh, sitting on the beach eating a pineapple or not a pineapple, a watermelon. It's a watermelon. Uh, he's eating a watermelon, and uh, the tweet said like, uh, even Mario needs a little summer vacation. Uh, no matter where your summer odyssey took you, uh, we hope it was filled with sunshine. Uh, so it's a picture of that. And then at the Nintendo Direct that they were having uh, to go with the Gamescom presentation, uh, they kept taking and putting uh, various fruits on the table while they are doing it. So at one point there was like a pineapple sitting on the table. Another point they put a watermelon on the table. Uh, so people were basically going like, clearly they're hinting at something. Summer, sunshine, vacation... Fruits of all summary uh, persuasions. Uh, nothing confirmed, but people are thinking it's hinting at maybe either a uh, remaster of Super Mario Sunshine or potentially a Super Mario Sunshine 2. Uh, I'm thinking maybe it might be like a Super Mario Sunshine DLC for Mario Odyssey. They did use the word Odyssey in the original tweet. Yeah, yeah. It said, uh, wherever your Odyssey took you, we hope it was filled with sunshine. Yeah, and obviously there, there are beach levels in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That's where we got Shirtless Mario from in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, nothing confirmed, but it does definitely seem like they're hinting at something. Uh, it just could be overzealousness. It might just be them being cute. But uh, I would totally be down for a remaster Super Mario Odyssey because I'm one of the few people that Sunshine. really... Or, uh, un- uh, Sunshine, because I'm one of the few people that really love that game. Which would you prefer? the A remaster, a sequel, or just included in some kind of DLC for Odyssey? Um, I mean, a sequel would be great. Uh, I think it'd be more likely that it'd be a remaster, so that'd be what I would lean towards. Uh, I mean, unless it's like a full version of the game in DLC, I, I would rather just have a remaster of the game at that point. They haven't really done a remaster like that, though. No, I mean, not for really for anything. Not from anything from the GameCube era. Obviously, all the Wii U stuff has gotten like remastered. Oh, that's Switch, true. Yeah, where they you know they pack everything well, in that's there what, and like, upscale it, yeah, it a little it's bit and kind of two generations away or yeah. one generation away for the Wii U. I mean, I would love to get like a remaster pretty much anything like i guess technically also did the the n64 like remaster on the 3d or the ds they had better graphics and stuff but yeah. i would i would love to be able to play super mario sunshine or like mario galaxy uh, again at some point on, on a newer console mm-hmm. i tried playing super mario sunshine on the uh gamecube when i got the, like the gamecube hdmi port uh thing yeah um but it was the controls are so fucking wonky on the gamecube I would like to have the controls redone to better suit a modern controller. 
or at least like give you the ability to map them even if they don't want to go through and redo it just add something in, like an editor of some kind uh, all right lightning round uh, we got some new dlc for some fighting games um well actually this one's first one's not really a fighting game but we got the first uh release date for marvel ultimate alliance 3's dlc uh this is the marvel knights pack this includes uh, morbius the living vampire blade uh the moon knight which we mentioned earlier and the punisher along with some new like challenge rooms uh and different things added to that dlc that'll be arriving september the 30th that's the first paid dlc first paid dlc yeah because they're gonna give away the Colossus and Wolverine at the end of this month. Uh, no, that's the same same day. It's the September the 30th. I thought it was August 30th because they were going to release them for free. So oh, yeah, no, August 30th. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it's a month away. Yeah. So, so that's be, the end of this week. Yep. I think it's Thursday. So, uh, oh, yeah, so new clothes. So Thursday will be new clothes for Spider-Man, Hulk, Captain Marvel, as well as Cyclops and Colossus as DLC characters. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the first paid DLC is uh, September the 30th, so... It's a good excuse to get back into that game, which I have put down, but we'll probably be playing this week. Yeah, I put it down also, and I feel like I might just wait for the DLC to all come out before trying to like pick it up again. Maybe. I might play it like this week just to see if I can get back into it, because I want to play as Colossus at the very least soon. So if I can get back into it a little bit more before that character comes out, I might do that. Uh, but I'm excited for that DLC pack nonetheless, because Moon Knight's everywhere now gonna be great i know like jack shit i stopped reading marvel comics long before like moon knight had his renaissance mm. in the comics the um, renaissance is real good because i didn't really know anything about him before that but the most recent book that started i think three years ago yeah the now, mark wade book yeah yeah it's so good it i is. only know blade from the movies yep. i know that he's gonna be uh getting a new movie yep. um uh, in, in the mcu mm-hmm. um and what was oh, man, who gives a fuck about Mobius the Living Vampire. The only uh, thing I remember Morbius about... is getting a movie uh, in the Sony Spider-Verse. Uh, he's being played by Jared Leto. Cool. Apparently as a cult leader now? Maybe just in the movie. No, I think Jared Leto actually is a cult leader now. Oh, are they just fans of 30 Seconds to Mars? I saw a thing about him like uh, having like a, a private island filled with people that call him like the master or something like that. Huh. Or, huh. or the prophet. Maybe it's another like guerrilla marketing for some movie that something he's doing. that's yeah. good that's kind of what i assumed when i saw that um but yeah but, uh, punisher punisher i'm always down for that's yeah, the Punisher's only one cool. that i'm actually like excited for it because i always love the punisher uh lightning round uh we got mortal kombat 11 dlc characters joe do you have all the new dlc that's coming to that uh yeah well there's only one that's actually like new new the other stuff had been announced before oh i thought there was two yeah there's two one uh, of them is the joker yeah, Joker was the new one. Uh, Terminator. The Terminator. Terminator was announced uh, a while ago. Really? I thought, no, because the Terminator was just announcing Gears a while ago, I thought. No, because I, I remember being like, why was Terminator announced for as DLC for two different games? No, yeah, it was two different games. One of them was Gears and one of them was uh, Wild Dogs or whatever, the Ghost Recon one. That one had Terminator DLC as well. This is the third game with Terminator DLC. Yeah. Did Wildlands have Terminator deals? Yeah. Not Wildlands. I remember it having... Uh, the, the, the new one that's coming out. The the John Bernthal one. Oh. The sequel. Breakpoint. Yeah, that one has well, Terminator deals. Yeah, Wildlands sequel. Yeah, yeah, Oh, okay. I, I, okay. So, yeah, I guess so, that is new then. I, I just... It, it I was already I, announced on so many other things. Yeah. I just I guess I had just assumed that it would have already been announced. Again, I could just be... Like, we could be wrong that it was announced before and I just didn't remember it because I'm, I was I lost Terminator. track of all the Terminator right. DLCs, but uh, but I thought that was new to this one. But he, he is going to be voiced by Arnie, though. 
that's cool. I and think, did they say who Joker was? I thought I remember reading it was going to be... Um, is it Troy Baker? No. Um, it's not Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Is it? Is it Joaquin Phoenix? I know. No, because that's a very different Joker. No, I think it is Mark Hamill. Because he said he's not he's done doing Joker in the shows or something like that. But he's I, he said he was them. done doing Joker altogether for no, a while. No, because then he did it for the games. But yeah, he did it for um, the Lego game. Yeah, I thought he that was like and, the last one. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys that says he's done and then does another one yeah, exactly. immediately afterwards yeah. because somebody backs up a truckload of money to him and he says, okay, deal. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I guess Terminator was a big surprise. Uh, Joker being added was a big surprise. I'm surprised that it's not the same Joker from Injustice. Yeah, I don't so like a completely different design Joker. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks pretty lame. Yeah. Like it look, he looks like a Joker cosplayer. Yeah. Like a bad Joker cosplayer. Is there any other kind? No. Okay. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page there. Uh, yeah, I mean, cool. I guess none of these are enticing enough for me to want to go play Mortal Kombat 11, though. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's uh, got Spawn in it. Spawn. Spawn is cool. Yeah, which I think was another one that had been announced a long time ago. That one, I think, or had been found out. I think that yeah. was the one that was like data mined from going through the stuff. He's Probably. also in Soul Calibur two. Two. Yep. On the Xbox, Xbox. version. Yeah. The GameCube version had Link, and the PlayStation Two version had Hihachi. Mm-hmm. Lightning round. We got more DLC from other places showing up in different games uh and this newest one is the newest gears dlc it's getting which also had terminator dlc terminator that we DLC. were talking about yep it's getting uh something from the xbox family uh yeah so uh it's going to be getting a uh dlc crossover with uh halo, the halo franchise which everyone just kind of you know they're they're kind of hand in hand they're the two i would say biggest uh exclusives mm-hmm. that are on the Xbox, maybe Forza would be... Dude, what about Sea of Thieves? Yeah, but they don't have characters mm. in the Forza games. Yeah, they got the cars. Yeah, but those aren't characters. There was... Know. Oh, there Talk was a... Pixar about it. There was a... Uh, uh, Tekken, I believe, DLC that had a crossover with NASCAR. That one of the characters was a NASCAR car that fought. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right uh, I do remember that being a thing. I remember reading a thing about uh, Tekken and them being having uh, a fake character in the arcade game that was just a fish, and it would just flop around if you chose him. But then they realized that would be a bad idea if people put like a dollar in the arcade machine and chose this random character they didn't know, and it was just a fish. So they're like, "Yeah, that's a bad funny, idea." Though. But it's still like programmed and in the game. Yeah, you just yeah. can't do it. Um, but uh, so yeah, there's going to be a crossover DLC for Gears Five. That's Halo reach which i found kind of weird because it's the game that's like four games passed in mm-hmm. the franchise it is like arguably i would say one of the most popular games in the franchise so maybe that's why i decided to go with it uh adam you pointed out that or was it you john that pointed out that uh reach is being added to the master chief collection yeah on pc yeah, yep so uh, i mean it makes sense that they're doing a full core press on reach related items but I, just, I don't think it necessarily. Needs, I don't think you're gonna get anybody to go buy the Master Chief Collection to play Reach because they played with Reach characters in Gears Five. Yeah, so it's only uh, two characters, uh, Emil and Cat, are being added only to the Horde mode. So it's not like actually in the campaign or anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I still could give. Uh, I'm. I care less about Gears Five than I do Death Stranding. <laughs> wow. And that's impressive because we literally could not care anymore. Yeah. Joe likes to watch the, the train crash, though. 
that is Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. So that's why he cares a little bit more about it. There you go. Uh, lightning round. We're getting a new character in the Dragon Ball franchise via the way of Kakarot. So you guys talk about this because I don't know jack shit about it. Unless they're fighting a demon on the way home from school. Uh, no, they're not fighting demons on the way home from school because they don't go to school. Um, so a new character. This is uh, like a story that's already been done before. So it doesn't make much sense to add new characters, but at the same time they're adding new characters, and they're adding a character called Bonyu, who's a former member of the Ginyu Force. I mean, I find that interesting. I always liked the Ginyu Force, like as a as a the concept of yeah. things, and like I guess it would be safe to assume that there had been multiple different members. I mean, they're a battle like unit, so you could assume that some have died and some have retired, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. Like, it, I'm still having a hard time judging exactly what the fuck this game is because it seems to be all over the place in terms of what they're like. Like originally it was supposed to just be like up through the Frieza saga, but then they were like, nope, it's gonna go all the way through the Cell saga, and they're like, all right, well, what kind of game is it? And then all of a sudden it started becoming like other things, so. It's at like they just announced. Also, uh, I don't know if it was part of the same announcement. How it's going to have driving levels to tie back to the Wait, famous. Really? Yeah. Well, there was a famous episode of Dragon Ball Z where Goku and Piccolo decided that he wanted to get their uh, driver's licenses, so they go to driver's school. Aha! They do go to school. <laughs> <laughs> they also probably fought demons on the way. So yes, you're you're correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Gohan went to school, and he fought people on the way to school all the time That's when he was going to high school and when he met Videl. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. anime is. You guys, you guys is, keep trying to say I'm wrong. This is and one show. Keeps coming up. This is one show. Don't don't condone him, Joe. Uh, hey, you're looking at me, but he's the one that said that. I agreed with you when I came over. That's don't, right, you did. Don't condone him, Joe. Yeah. Um. Did you see that they also answered your question about the the tail thing? Yes. In like a weird one minute trailer that they put out, where mm-hmm. um, apparently Goku just has his old severed tail that he still and shoves it in his pants or on his butt or something like that, and then uses it to fish. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's gone, but still there. But yeah. Not in the fishing mini scenes. Yeah, or... I was confused by those fishing mini scenes because I was like, "Why does Goku have a tail still?" Because mm-hmm. he keeps it with him a long time to ago. go fishing. But apparently, yeah, it's like it, keeping your severed toe with you for good luck. There's that weird documentary about the guy who lost his foot and like then went and tried to fight back to a guy who got it for like having an oddity of having a foot for. Oh, yeah. lucky human's foot! Don't mm-hmm. we all have those attached to our backpacks? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> hey, it brings me good luck. I'm, you know. Never had a bad day with my lucky human's foot. <laughs> so are you guys excited about the new Kakarot character or not? You don't care? I don't really care about the character. I'm, I'm, the game's going to be fun, but... Uh, the last couple of games have been um, kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like Fighter Z obviously had its own story and introduced a bunch of new characters. The Xenoverse games also introduced a bunch of new characters and its own storyline. Um, so honestly, when one of the things about Kakarot was, I and I remember talking about it when we talked about initially after it got announced was I was just like, I've done this a million a times. Million times. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. So at least there is new stuff that's going to be in there. So I'm a little bit more inclined to give it a try. I was going to give it a try and I'm not going to fucking lie. I'm, I'm going to buy it because it's Dragon it anyway. Ball and I'm a huge fucking sucker and I buy everything that's tied to Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. But at least yeah. I'm a little bit more excited for it now. 
Well, there you go. Uh, lightning round, something that people are not excited for, is uh, we heard tale of layoffs hitting GameStop a couple weeks ago. They've confirmed those layoffs this week. Uh, over 120 people have been laid off from GameStop, uh, which is very sad. Anytime people lose their jobs and, you know, it's an institution that is struggling to survive. Yeah, a lot of uh, writers uh, were also fired from Game Informer, which mm-hmm. is GameStop's uh, personal magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only operating video game magazine right now, I think. Like, an, like a, it's, there's got to be like an official Xbox magazine somewhere in the world still. No, that died a long time ago. Really? I feel yeah. like in Europe they still have, like, at least Because I, like, I had OXM until it, it went bust. Um, but I, if I remember right, I think this is the only, like, there's PC Mag still, but this is the only console, like, this is the only general video game magazine. Mm, like, PC listen. Mag is directly towards PCs and PC gaming. Gotcha. Uh, like you were saying, it's always unfortunate for people to lose their jobs mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, there is a part of me as a person who spent eight years working at GameStop that is just kind of happy to see it all burn. <laughs> like It's weird because it's like, I'll be sad to not have at least another place to go to to look for video games, but also I hate GameStop from all the time I spent working there. And I also kind of hate seeing what it's become when I go in there. See, I kind of like what it's become a little bit because it's now another place that I can go look for, like, collectibles. That's true. Granted, they're more expensive than they would be at other places, but, like, I can reserve my Marvel Legends figures. I can go pick up random pop figures that I need. Like, when Toys R Us closed down, I lost a place to go look for those kinds of things. If I have to lose another place and buy all my toy, like, all my action figures and collectibles online, like, that's not going to be a happy day for me. But I get what you're saying, though, because I also don't really, like, I go in there, I know exactly what I want, I leave. Mm. that's pretty much it it's I don't want to interact with any of the employees nope. uh, it's like I, I've been where you are I also don't want to hear it <laughs> yeah I understand everything stop with the spiel I got like when I went to return no man's sky the girl like had to run through the do you want to reserve do you want to do it and I'm just like no 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 I'm all set no thank you no 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 hmm. so yeah it's it sucks but it's a lot of people losing jobs which is a just a big old bummer. Um, they're not the only ones losing jobs, though. But some people are doing it voluntarily. Joe, you have the list of people who just decided they didn't want to work for their jobs anymore. Yeah, there's been a whole bunch of uh, people, uh, like high-profile people, leaving a lot of their studios. Uh, so uh, first up, I believe it was uh, the creative director for Three Four Three Studios. Uh, he was the guy who's running uh, as creative director. Uh, for Halo Infinite, uh, which is a big thing coming out. Uh, Tim Longo, uh, he's been, uh, yeah, he's been working at uh, 343 Studios as a creative director for Halo Infinite since 2015, uh, when he was uh, creative director on Halo 5 Guardians. Mm. Uh, he is going to be leaving the studio uh, mid-development for the new game, uh, which is usually a shock to see somebody leave in the middle of the development of a game. You mm-hmm. think that usually they would want to like hang around and finish the development of it. Uh, so it's still. I thought that one was really surprising. Um, uh, another one was the uh, lead producer for Bioware's new uh, Dragon. Uh, what Age. the fuck is that? Dragon Age series, uh, which is another one that they were looking to, and that one is just a uh, or work. They were like currently working on the new game, and he up and left. Uh, that's still a lot earlier in development than Halo Infinite was. Uh, it's also like a big blow to Bioware, which is already a studio that's been 
having a lot of like bad luck lately in the last few years. Sure have. Uh, they've had the disastrous uh, uh, bio sh- or, uh, Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, Anthem did not do as good as it were. I remember when Anthem was coming out, they were like, if Anthem's not a success, like we're, we're done as a studio. Yeah, we're, we're screwed. And then it wasn't really a success. Yeah. I don't think it was an abject failure. It wasn't a failure, but it wasn't a hit. No. Not what they wanted it to be. No, it's it wasn't lame. the new Destiny, which they were trying to like pin it as. Yeah. Uh, so them losing another lead director uh, or lead producer uh, for the the game uh, is um, Fernando Mello is his name. Mm. Uh, so that's a not not good signs. I, I'm sure Halo Infinite and Bunch or three four three are going to be fine losing one guy. When you see a guy losing a studio or leaving a studio like Bioware, you can't help but think like, is he fleeing a sinking ship at this point? Yeah, entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, another uh, person was uh, the uh, director for the Dragon Quest Builders franchise uh, for SquareSoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is another one. Dragon Quest Builders just came or two just came out recently. So this one is more him. He just said like, "I'm feeling burnt out and yeah. I just need to like take some me time," kind of thing. So he left the studio. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be coming back to do something else at some point. Um, but at least he finished his game before yeah. leaving. Which is smart. Yeah. You never want to leave early. But, yeah. You know, wish everyone involved uh, luck and future endeavors and all that. And hopefully those that left involuntarily land on their feet and those left voluntarily prosper in whatever they do next. Uh, that was uh, also Kazuya Nino. Kazuya Nino was the. Kazuya Nino. Nino. N-I-I-N-O-U. Yeah, Ninio. Ninio. Uh, so he was the uh, Dragon Quest Builders guy. Nice. What What was his position? Uh, he was just game director. Oh, okay. Uh, lightning round. More departures. This time in the movie side of the video game world as yet another director has now left the Uncharted movie. Uh, so Tom Holland's still set to star for Sony's Uncharted movie. So This is never coming out. Yeah, this is development hell written all over it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't this is know Danny, why. Danny Trachtenberg. Yep. Who replaced Sean Levy? Who replaced uh, like David O. Russell? Who replaced? Wasn't like, Seth Rogen tied to this at some point too? That was a long time ago. That was before its current like. That was before it had a director. That was before it had a star. Like the first director star pairing was I think like David O. Russell and Mark Wahlberg, and then the people have been bouncing oh, in yeah, and out right, of there so ever since. Like, dude, he did Max Payne. Yeah, <laughs> never played the game. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. Just stop. I wasn't super down for a prequel Nathan Drake series anyway. No, but I like Tom Holland. He's good. So if if he wants to stick around and keep doing this, then all power to him. Maybe this is the plan. But they're just gonna keep pushing the movie back over and over until Tom Tom Holland has enough it's time old to enough. grow up to become <laughs> Nathan Drake. Size. Nathan Drake. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I mean, honestly, if. If I had my druthers, I'd say just scrap this and make a Nathan Fillion show because that little movie that he made is so far the best thing that we've gotten in terms of live action Uncharted. So yeah, just go for it. You might as well. Oh, Trackenberg did Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to remember what he directed. Yep, uh, he does have a history of doing um, video game stuff though. Uh, he did a Portal short film. Yeah, didn't he do which uh, is why he got hired. The Halo. Didn't he do one of the Halo? Uh, he did. Oh, uh, Warframe. Warframe CGI movie. Okay. I knew he did a, like a commercial for somebody at some point too, so yeah, yeah, no, but he's. Oh, gone. he did the first episode of The Boys. Oh, real good show. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see. I don't. I honestly don't think it'll ever come out. No, that's kind of what I've been thinking too. 
Yeah. Which is fine. I, this was the like nail in the coffin. I, like I thought it might come out up until this point, and then once this another director left, I went like, okay, yeah, it's in development hell. Forever. They now they did say that they they plan to hire another director before the end of the year and still start production next year. Evil so, Paul. yes, that's the that's the plan currently. But we'll see if that comes to fruition. Yeah, my boy Uva on that. No, did you ever not. watch Far Cry? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, they're all awful. That's why I want him nowhere near this Uncharted franchise. He's, his his. Like, independent movies are really good. Like, his non-video game-related stuff. Because the, the video game stuff is just basically, like, a tax scam. Yeah. Uh, that he does to, like, take money to put into his own movies. Yeah. His own movies are actually pretty good. Huh. So, at least he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I guess. Which is weird. Uh, all right. Lightning round. We got an update on the Resident Evil reboot uh, from the director himself. John, what do you to tell us about that? So, uh... Screen Rant had seen on the IMD list, IMDb listing for this movie that there had been a director on it. And for those of you who don't know, IMDb is like Wikipedia, and anyone can edit it. So it doesn't really have much credence. Uh, so they reached out to him to ask him, and he said, yep, that he's making it. And that uh, it's an inactive development, but he can't really say anything about it. And apparently it's going to be a reboot that's more close tied to the games in comparison the to the... Uh, it is... Some guy you've never heard of. Uh, it's a guy who directed, uh, The Strangers, uh, Prey at Night, and 47 Meters Down, Johans Roberts. I liked 47 Meters Down. I the don't shark know what one? that one was. Yeah, the shark one. With Mandy Moore? Mm. Yeah, where they, they're in Mandy a... Mandy sh- Moore? I think so. That must have been forever ago. No, it was like two years ago. Yeah, like two, two or three years, years ago. ago. Really? Yeah. Mandy Moore's still around? Yeah, Mandy Moore's on the This Is Us, where everyone cries. I had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. But yeah, it's, it's a movie where they're like in a shark cage and then like with all the sharks and then the rope snaps holding them so their cage is stuck at the bottom of the water I don't want to with watch all this. the sharks swimming around. None of this sounds appealing. So they're trapped 47 meters down? Yep, a whole mm. 47. Not to be confused with 12 feet deep, which is another people trapped in water movie. Mm. Also not to be confused with 27 minutes where a guy tries his arm off. It's 127 hours. Yeah. Nope, it's only 27 minutes. Well, just the part of it where he cuts his arm off probably took 27 minutes, um, at least. Uh, I didn't see The Strangers Pray at Night either, because I didn't like the f- original Strangers. Uh, but it was based on a true story. But it wasn't. <laughs> so stupid. Where they prayed at night. No, that's no, a sequel. No, gotcha. The Strangers was based on a true story, which is like how the trailer was pitched. And the true story was the director was home at night once when he was a kid, and someone knocked on the door and asked for people who weren't there, like who didn't live there. And then he said, they don't live here. And then he concocted a whole movie about people trying to break into a house and murder people hey, based off of that. Hey, right. Based on interest. He's not wrong. It's technically correct. I think technically it should be inspired by actual events. Mm, <laughs> that, would be, that, would, that would be better. Yes, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that, would, that would be better. Absolutely. Um, but I'm more down to watch a Resident Evil movie that is not crap. And is based on the movie. Well, the other one is cinematic masterpieces. How dare you? They can still be crap. The well, first one was pretty decent when the dude but, gets cubed and everything, but that's hmm. that's it. I, did, I, I think I watched the first three and then was very much done. I, I mean, ultimately, second. they're video game-based movies, so... The, well, it, what does it matter anyway? <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the deck is uh, stack, deck, deck is stacked against them. Mm-hmm. I got it out the there. The deck the is stacked against them. The deck and Jackster... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deck and Jackster's even wrong. Yeah, the deck is jacked against them. It's, there you go. Yep. You got it. You got that euphemism right there. You hit the Nailed head it. on the nail. 
I haven't not rushed it at all. <laughs> nope. There you go. Great job, Joe. You, you you came back and you just sat here for a long episode and you didn't miss a beat. You're just as mediocre Perfect. as you were before. You're just as much a seven as you were when you left. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that'll do it for the lightning round. Not lightning round for this week. Any last things before we wrap up the show? Negative. No. All right. Uh, well, then that'll do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. So let us know what you thought was the best announcement out of Gamescom. Did anything coming to Stadia excite you? Are you super jazzed about uh, P mechanics and Death Stranding? Um, what Olympic games do you want to see have a 2D aspect to them? Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.